Wow, you couldn't handle it. I don't see how you can ride something crazy like that, man. I could. <laughs> if you want it so bad, then steal one yourself. <laughs> All right. You got Nick and Ian here. How's it going, guys? And welcome to Two Guys Talking Gluten-Free. Yep. We're uh, coming at you here with the uh, the pilot episode, episode one. Episode 001. We're kicking things off. Yep. Um, and we're uh, out here kicking things off at the end of 2018. Coming to you live. We've been wanting to do this for a real long time, and, uh, you know... We we're kinda, finally doing it. We're we're gonna see the public's interest. We're gonna kick things off. We're gonna talk some shit and uh <laughs> Yes, we're gonna do a lot of that, let me tell hopefully you. Hopefully you guys get real upset. So. <laughs> Alright, so uh episode 001 here. We're coming at you live at the uh the end of twenty eighteen. And you might be saying to yourself, you know, Nick, Ian, Ian Nick, why didn't you wait till twenty nineteen to kick it off? And uh you know, we did discuss that, certainly, but we thought a great way to kind of start off to, you know, get intimate with our audience, because that's our goal here is to, you know, have an intimate you experience. You want to get close. Exactly. You want to get to know each and every one of you. I couldn't agree more. So we figured a great way for us to kind of introduce ourselves is to let you in on... Uh, something we both like a lot, which is music, and the top music for us this year. Emphasis on for us. We're doing it for us. Um, we're pretty grossly uninformed in the whole spectrum of things, but we uh, we want to talk about our interests. You know, get to know you. Yeah. You get to know us, and uh, yeah, show you who we are. Get an introduction to us. And like, despite us saying we're grossly uninformed. I'm gonna just come out and say that we're probably more informed than ninety percent of you. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, this episode, we're gonna we're gonna do the top ten albums uh, of this year, top ten songs, countdown style, countdown style, and then we have a bonus list. And uh, each of the lists, we did our own lists, and we're gonna go through and we're gonna talk about them. And uh, I'm actually pretty excited to, because yeah. we, uh, this is all live, coming at you live. I don't know what his <laughs> list is. He doesn't know what my list is. And let me tell you, I'm excited to make fun of this guy, because I know he's going to have some some good zany picks. Zany picks. Some real zany ones. I purposely pick some zany ones for you and for him. But, um, so we got those, and then our bonus list. That's the bonus the, list. It's really oh. going to be our forte because we're going to be... Someone is going to get very upset about this list. Yeah, we got a trigger warning. It's going to be top 10 most overrated albums, and you're not going to want to miss it because we got some hot takes on <laughs> you're there. You're going to want to stick around to the end, let me tell you. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss it. So, um, you know, I think we're going to just hop right into it. Without further ado, um, Nick, you want to go first with your albums? Uh, are we going to do albums or songs? You want to do songs? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's kick it off. We got songs. We got some paper ruffling here. Because uh, I wrote them all out, actually, because I wanted to have noises of paper uh, in the background. Traditional podcast style. So. Some NPR shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we need those noises in the background. 
So, uh, kicking it off, of course, making 10 songs was, like, really hard for me this year. Because something I will say this year is, like, music was really good this year. Music was very good to us this year. And, um, for me, at least, picking the top 10 songs was kind of hard because this year I think I started listening to albums more as a whole instead of singular songs. So, uh... I did I did that a lot of that, too, because we kind of live in, like, like a playlist culture, yeah, I would exactly. say. Yeah, exactly. The shuffle. The shuffle. Generation. And it's really a shame because this year I is the first... I mean, I've listened to albums here or there in the past, but this is the first year where the bulk of my music listening has been, like, I'll put on an album, go start to finish. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what, the general public's really missing out. Because you catch a lot of... You're hearing the music as the artist intended it to be heard. Yeah, very holistic approach, I think. And it's it really kind of bummed me out to see how people don't listen to music in that way. Yeah. And uh, I think you get a lot more out of it, especially with uh, more conceptual albums. Like you. Yeah, more experimental things. I think hearing transitions is like a whole nother part of the music that you probably aren't gonna get going from song to song on like shuffle yeah you yeah. get more context to the music you're listening to and it really enhances the listening experience i think yeah and you know you have some artists nowadays that are you know singles artists that are just going for that they're just putting out music whatever and they're just trying to make bangers for the playlist but that's not the majority honestly the majority is still, you know, making making albums and making, you know, I like I feel like you should listen to it like that. Yeah, it's, it's an experience, and you know, I, I feel like you just get so such a much more experience, such a much more. That's English for you, one on one. But it's it's much more. It's much more. It's like a it's like a piece of art, more than just like entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it is cliche as it sounds. It's true, I think, and I finally started to realize that this year, I think, getting more into fully listening to music. Mm. But with that being said, we're just going to bypass all of that and do the songs yeah. in a shuffle playlist style. Yep. So just, Fuck it. yeah, <laughs> you know, forget about all that. But we're coming back to that problems. But um, back to the point here. Ten songs was tough for me this year because music was really good this year. So obviously I had some honorable mentions. And I'm going to start out with the honorable mentions. And I'm going to kind of just fly through the honorable mentions. I'm not going to really talk about them. I'm just going to kind of list them off. When I get into my top ten, then I'll really kind of start diving in. So, um, first song, honorable mentions. I got a big list here, and I don't know if I should go zany first or just play it safe first. But they're all kind of wild. But I'm just going to get right into it. First song, Ice... I can't speak. Jeez. Ice Station Zebra by Jack White. Okay. Off his album, Boarding House album, Reach. Yeah. We're going to be hearing about that album more later in the show. No doubt. I'm not going to, you know, not saying anything, but I'm just saying. Um, uh, U.S. Girls, uh, their song, Pearly Gates. Very good track. Good pop song. Yeah. Um, if you like your pop, like kind of art pop, been, more experimental. Been into the art pop lately. Very into art pop. Um, speaking about art pop, we're going to go... Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Um, I thought that album was a little bit overrated. Yeah, I can see that. But I do like that track. Um, this next song, I actually, there was a point in time 
where I had this in my top five songs, and just as I listened to it more and more, um, I don't want to say I got sick of the song, but this song is more of an experience, and this is going to give it away. It comes with a music video. It's not just the song. It's, uh, you know, if you don't know, this is America Childish Gambino. Okay. I had it on my list, too, actually. Really? uh, I ended up taking it off also. You did, too. It, it it was an experience, and you had to have the music video with it, too, I think, to get that full experience, and yeah. so having it as, like, a song of the year, I don't think you could really get that whole experience just I, listening to it. Yeah, because for me, that track is super, it's, like, this is going to sound very corny, but it's a piece of art, and it's a wonderful piece of art, and... But it comes with the music video. It's like a package deal. Yeah. And it's it's a very good song, but it's just not it's not the song by itself isn't top ten. If you included everything, this might be song of the year for yeah. me. Cause a piece of like social commentary that's as sharp as this and such a bold artistic statement. Yeah. Especially in the mainstream, because uh, that's what I, I mean, love. Yeah. Is like I don't it, know the amount of views it had on YouTube, but I mean a good portion of Pretty much everyone I know has seen that video. And yeah, and I'll never forget the first time I saw that video. I like my jaw dropped. I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh!" It's and it's like we were kind of saying it's very accessible. Yeah. But it it's still a good song despite it being accessible. It's like still got some artistic value. Yeah, to it to and me. I think again this year people maybe it's just me like coming more into music, but I think experimental music and more controversial music has kind of made its way more into the mainstream I'd say yeah I would agree with that for sure um so I said I'd be flying through this list but we're going really slow but I'm gonna try to pick it up here um uh next song Let's Be Honest by Connor Moccasin uh kind of a random song there it's just a one off song this song is the most sad song I heard all year the way I would describe it is like staring at a TV with just like blank static and your soul is just like leaving your body in like the most sad way ever. It's it's really, it, but it it's very emotional. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, next song, "After the Storm" by Caliuchis, featuring okay, Tyler, the good creator. Pick. Good pick right there. That one was on my top ten. Came off. Uh, next is it's kind of like a two parter. Uh, Vince Staples, "Don't Get Shipped" and "Relay," two great songs. "Don't Get Shipped" got J Rock on the hook. Great song, and then relay. That's the best. Cho- that's the most catchy Banger? chorus yeah. I heard all year in Iraq. The the Fed chirp on scanner. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. So good. Uh, next song, Nameless Faceless by Corny Barnett. That album kind of underwhelmed me a little bit, but it had some good tracks, and that was one of the better tracks I yeah, thought. Yeah, I've been listening to Corny for a while, and there was that was one of the highlights of that album. Uh, next one, Westbrook by Jid featuring ASAP Ferg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, could have gone a few different ways. I wanted to get something on that album, but I went with that. I really like this song. Uh, next one, a little bit zany. No Time featuring Gunna by Playboy Cardi. Oh, a hot take. A hot take right there. Um, also, another song off that uh, his Die Lit project, Choppa Don't Miss. I don't think I heard that one. Did you listen to Die Lit this year? I've heard parts of it. Um... 
We're going to talk more about it later. Yeah, it's a, I, it's a zany pick for me. I need to me. get into it. Um, apparently, it was pretty popular with a lot of people. It's interesting. But, uh, I don't want to get too into it now because I'm going to yeah, get into we'll, it later. We'll get into that later, though. Uh, next song, Child's Play by Ski Mask the Slump God. Some Ski Mask. Damn, Damn I forgot about Ski Mask. Oh, dude. His, I uh, should have a couple of songs or something about him in mind, but... This this month he came out with a, another mixtape yeah, that was trash. Yeah. Not nearly as good as what was it the, the book, book of Eli? Eli yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that project. Yeah, um, kind of short but did enjoy it. Uh, next song, Okra by Tyler the Creator. Great track. Yeah, if you're like one. old Tyler, that's for yeah, you. Yeah, there was definitely some odes to old Tyler in that one. Um, next song, uh, Rolling with the Flow, Kurt Vile. You got some, you got some folk music right there. Yeah. And it's not, we're not talking like, you know, some Mumford and Sons bullshit, like legit yeah, very, folk music. Yeah, real with, folk. You know. Uh, next song, Black Balloons by Denzel Curry. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. This isn't, that's not on the list. That's, it? it's a bummer, dude. Damn. Yeah, this guy's pissed off right now. I can Damn, see the look I on his face. I love that song. It's so good. That album, I love that album. Yeah, yeah um, we're going to hear about that album. We sure, sure will. Uh, next song. Rock and Roll Singer by Sunkill Moon. Okay. Very experimental band. Yeah. Kind of like ambient noise with spoken word and yeah. rock, kind of. It's it's weird. It's really good. It's more of an experience than anything. Um, Mark Kozlecht is like the, the brain behind mm-hmm. it. And is off their new project this year, and that was my favorite song. Uh, not their best project, but, you know, worth, worth the time. This next pick's going to have you pissed off, let All me right. tell you. Just... Patricia by Florence and the Machine. Oh. And this guy's pissed. Some, some indie rock. I, I haven't heard this song, honestly. Um, Their new album this if year? If I saw Florence and the Machine, I would not be like, man, we should probably listen to that, you know? That's how I thought, too, and then I heard rave reviews about their album uh-huh. this year. Gave it a shot, and I'm just going to say they've come a long way. This is not the Florence and the Machine. This is not the dog days. Are the, over. the dog days are they are over, <laughs> and we moved on. Over. Thank God, but uh, it's it's a really nice piece, of music. It's you know, nice piece. Uh, next song. I hate that I put this on here, but I I couldn't leave it off because it is a good song, and I do like this song. It's criminally overrated, criminally overrated. But it's still a good song. It's Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Oh, shit. And it did make me happy that a song like this hit the mainstream. A song that actually has some decent production. Yeah. And it's not just like, you know, generic trap over wallpaper totally. instrument. Like, you know, you got some beat switch-ups. Yeah. Get decent. Pro- but some people are saying this is like the song of our generation. And I'm I, sorry. Yeah, I heard that multiple times, but like... I'm sorry, like, I'm ashamed of that. Like, in the Drake part, if the song of our generation features Drake... If it has Drake in it, well, we should be ashamed. Beyond that, Drake... What's the word I'm looking for? Bragging about taking prescribed pills? Yeah. Like, I, I just... Like, give me a break, dude. But it is, it is a decent track. It's just criminally overrated. Uh, next song... Make Believe by Carol Cara Benito. Um, next song, Dive by Beach House. Okay. Um, we're going to hear more about Dive later. Some stuff to say about it. but Or not Dive, I'm sorry. Uh, Seven. Uh, Dive is off the album yeah. Seven. That was my favorite song, Off the Record. Um, 
Let's see here. Going down, Nobody by uh, Mitski off her album uh, Be the Cowboy, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, good album. Uh, the, here's the next one that I was telling you about that I couldn't wait. Okay. Um, Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Oh, man. And I know what you're saying at home, and I know what this guy's thinking, but I kind of put this list together. It was tracks that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And I enjoyed this song so much. Yeah. And not for the reasons that you may think. Mm-hmm. This song is hilarious. It is It is funny. It's so and funny. Juice World, he's a funny guy. <laughs> I took it upon myself to Google some of the lyrics. Because I, I know the lyrics, but I wanted to get the exact... I wanted to read them off to you guys. And you can't tell me this is some of the funniest stuff you've ever heard. And Are we going right. to get an excerpt here? We're going to get an excerpt. Okay, right. Direct quote from uh, Lucid Dreams here. Mr. Juice. I know you want me dead. I take prescriptions to make me feel A-OK. I know it's all in my head. <laughs> like, the, the this song is so melodramatic and hilarious. I mean, if you take this song seriously, I feel bad for you. But if exactly. you don't, it's hilarious. It's like one of the best pieces of comedy this yeah. year. And I, I genuinely enjoyed it because of, that, because of those reasons. And then the next song is uh, In the Same Vein. It's Don't Come Out the House by Metro Boomin featuring, featuring 21 Savage. I mean, dude, when I started hearing 21 Savage whispering, yeah. on the, I, I cracked up. I was deceased. I was, it was so funny, dude. Like, and that's I, what it's all about. <laughs> you got to find the reason to love it. You know? I, I, you know, if you take, once again, if you take it seriously, it sucks. Yeah. But in all honesty, I enjoyed it because of how funny I thought it was, how hard I laughed. Um, next song, hot take, but you know what? She's really growing on me. Thank you, next, Ariana Grande. And part of this, why I'm giving this song a shout-out, is, like, for the memes that came out of this song. Yeah. So I had to shout-out. It's kind of a bop, too. And then, uh, last honorable mention, Mirror Mirror by Father. And I would like to thank the yeah. guy sitting across from me for uh, recommending yeah, me his album this year. We're probably gonna hear about that song later. We... Dude, the I took in my shirt just to show off my Gucci belt yeah, is so cold. Line. So cold. Classic uh, but father. Classic father. Now we're going to get into the, the top 10, baby. The top 10 songs of this year. Ready for number 10? I'm ready. You're going to get mad at me. All right. We got... Curious. By The Voids. And yes, it is Julius Casablancas. Yeah. Of the Strokes, Oops. but, 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 but just, no, 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 you, I know, we just had a whole conversation <laughs> hating on Julius Casablancas and the Strokes, but if you listen to this track, this, you will know real quick, this is nothing like the Strokes. Yeah, this and is, I have heard from them, and it, it's not like the Strokes It's really experimental, it's got elements of, like, art, art rock, garage rock, and it's got some, like, 808s and heartbreaks, like, yeah. auto-tune on it. And it's just a mashup of a ton of genres, and I think it works really well. And something about this song is it's really sticky and, like, gets caught in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, like, hypnotizing. Really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought that album was pretty good, but I didn't love it. Uh, number nine, Make It Forever by George Clinton. Um, it's kind of oh, like a synth pop fused with vaporwave and, like, chill wave. Yeah. We've been um, really into the vaporwave lately. Oh, yeah. It's got some, like... it got, like, a 90s aesthetic over it. Uh, it's a really, really layered track. Very uh, shoegazy, in a way. Um, it's a very explosive track. Yeah. Uh, it's just got a lot of good soundcraft on it, really. 
Um, so that that's number 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 nine. Number eight, you're gonna get pissed off again. We got some Father John Misty. We got Mr. Oh Tillman. Gosh. And I know this guy's pissed off, but let me explain myself. I I got my notes right here, in all caps. I first bullet point written. This is typically not my preferred genre, because <laughs> it's not. But I do have to give him credit because I feel like he's doing the best that you can do within that genre. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and the, what's the song called? The one that like everybody knows. Uh, is it last year pure comedy? Off that album. Jesus Christ, girl. <laughs> Adderall and weed in my hands. <laughs> I that one I have stuck in my head, and I've had it stuck in my head for a long time. Um, I have it on my Spotify without shame. Yeah. And like you said, he is doing the best he can with that genre. With that genre. And I really do have to respect it. And he's kind of pushing the boundaries of that genre, I guess. I guess sonically he's really not, but for something for me is like his storytelling is really on yeah. another level. And with this song, uh, his real name is Josh Tillman. And it's, you know, the song Mr. Tillman, so it's kind of, like, about him in a way. And it's really funny, kind of ironic, kind of dark. And I just... He's got a very interesting way of storytelling. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of ashamed, but I'm also not ashamed. So this song falls at number eight, and it's, it is a, it's a good track. What can I say? I'm kind of ashamed. All right, number seven. Feel the Love by Kid Sea Ghosts. Now... I figured we'd have some Kid Sea Ghosts on the list. We got some Kid Sea Ghosts. I, Why this track, though? I have some explaining okay. to do, I know. This is not my favorite track on the album. Okay. And I did, you know, one track per artist. So this is the only track that made the list. Okay. So you might be saying, like, what the frick are you doing? Like, what the frick yeah, do you mean? Like, not your here? favorite song on the album, but it's on there. This song sums up, for me, the year that those artists had like what they culminated better than mm -hmm. any other track. And part of that's the push of T being on there because yeah. he was part of all that. And, uh, I just, you know, and Kanye just screaming yeah. at the back end of that song. Like what could sum up Kanye better this year than him just and yelling like, uncontrollably? Yelling top. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, that just no, sums no. it up really good. So I was like, this song sums up that whole era era. Like, yeah. the best for me. So I, I went with that. I number, really see that, yeah. Number six. We got Death Grips. Dilemma. Perfect. I mean, that intro where it's, like, the deep voice where it's, like, Very I'm heavy. in the studio with Death Grips. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, does it get any sicker than that? And I thought um, Death Grips kind of, like, departed from some of their older sounds this year yeah. on their new album. Definitely. Kind of got away from, like, that, like, hip-hop. Like, yeah. abrasive hip-hop aesthetic. Got, we got experimental this year. Yeah. More experimental than Death Grips was in the past. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of their harder-to-digest albums, but we'll get more into the album, I'm sure, later. Yeah. But this song, I really thought, kind of, like, summed up their sound change. Because this song is, like, no hip-hop at all. Like, this is, like, a punk rock, yeah. electronic dance song. Yeah. Kind of. And it's sick we can put all those genres together. It's so in sick. 2018. But I just thought that song like kind of summed up Death Grips this year really well, and also the intro with the the, the guy the deep voice I'm like, yeah. in the studio with that's yeah, so sick. Perfect. Uh, number five. JPEG Mafia. 
And I, I could have gone so many ways with this because yeah. Peggy killed it this year. Yeah. No, we're going to hear a lot about Peggy. Oh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about Peggy, I'll tell you what. But I went with nine, uh, 1539 North Calvert, and you might be saying, yeah. why'd I go that way? And I thought to myself, if I'm going to recommend JPEG Mafia to somebody that's never heard them, I'm recommending yeah. this song. Yeah. Um, and that's really true. You got to you gotta be eased into JPEG. You got to be eased in. And uh, his whole thing is like blending like kind of like popular trap rap sounds with like yeah. abrasive experimental yeah. noise. And I think that's really good for 2018, right? Cause, really good. I mean, JPEG is like starting to break into the mainstream where like I can like... I met some kid at school the other day who listened to JPEG, and, like, we both kind of bonded over that. And, um, like, I don't think that would have happened in the past with any sort of other experimental hip-hop, because, uh, like you said, he's kind of bringing those two worlds together. And Yeah. Like, that... the dude stoked off Shaq West, which I think is A dude, so, so sick. sick. He's so... Oh, dude. And something I uh, heard in an interview from him is he asked somebody, or someone asked him, like, what are your musical, like, influences? Because I hear a lot of different sounds in your music. Mm -hmm. And he turned around to that person. Actually, I think it was Rory <laughs> from, from Dad Reacts. And he goes, what do you, what do you like to listen to? And the, I, I don't know if it was Rory or not, but the person goes, everything. And he had the best response I've ever heard. He said, exactly. And I try to put everything in my music. Yeah. And I was like, yo. The dude's a genius. Damn, Peggy. Like, honestly, I was yeah. like, that's super sick. And this song is, like, definitely his most accessible accessible yeah. song. But it still embodies, like, Peggy's experimental side. Like, there's yeah. still those like elements. The production and the... The glitchy production yeah, and the industrial... internet-based Yeah, aesthetic. But it's, you know, done very accessibly. And uh, just a great track. Really catchy. Yeah. Uh, and then the, also the line, the quote, I need a bitch with long hair like Mike yeah. C-Town. Dude. So good. So, so good. Hits so hard. Going back, we got some Earl Sweatshirt. Navy Blue featuring the Mint, uh, who we think is Sage Alcesser, but we're not sure. I think we've confirmed that. I yeah. spoke with a couple sources. Um, Our sources. Yeah, that, that doesn't really matter, though. Sage is a great dude. We're really stoked. stoked shout man. out to Blessed. Shout, shout out, out to Wills. To, oh shout out to all the Supreme boys. I know. Very proud of you. If you had an album for the year, you'd be number one. I couldn't agree more. They put out a, a video, but it's number one album of the year in my books. It's number one everything this year in my books. Um, anyways, could have gone a, diff a, a myriad of different ways here. But I went with this track because it's like the longest. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of has like the most... I don't want to say the most substance because... All of his tracks on some rap songs. Yeah, are... compositionally as a whole, I think it was. Oh my gosh. The Mint was like more of a song, quote unquote, than I anything. I felt like it album. held the most water outside of yeah. the, the album, so I went with it. And it's it's a great track, a great production, very intense, very dark, very despondent. Yeah. And people um, are complaining it sounds like it was recorded on a Walmart microphone. That's I think the that, point. that's part of the fucking that's the point. point, dude. And yeah, I've gotten in some very passionate arguments about this whole album. But. Me too. I post I saw someone post on their Instagram story the other day. It was a screenshot of like the album and they were listening to it and they said, yeah. Yo, this is trash. 
hit him back in the DMs. <laughs> I was like, yo, you're trash, like, bro. Call, like, I'm not one to call people out on their <clears throat> shitty music tastes, but if you're, you, you can't call their album shitty. No, you just, you, I really agree. You can't. And if you are, you just, honestly, like, I don't want to be that pretentious guy, but, like, you just don't get it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, the freak you mean. Like, yeah, like, confirmed you do not understand yeah. what's and, like, going I, on there. If you said, like, okay, I'm, like, not about this aesthetic, like, I get it, but I you get- have to respect it. Yeah. You got to at least respect it. Um, but, you know, great track. Goes into his mental health. A lot of great lyrics on there. Earl is one of the best lyricists working today. Um, number three, we're getting up there. We're getting close. We're getting close. We're going with Brockhampton. We got San Marcos. Um, favorite track off Iridescence, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come out and say this now. I'm a Brockhampton super fan. But... Oh, this guy... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the reason I got into Brockhampton. I mean, hey, I'm glad I could do that service to you. But I'm just going to come out and say Iridescence kind of underwhelmed me a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, still a very good album. Yeah, um, one of one of the tops, but... Compared to any of the sets, just not quite as focused, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And it didn't have the same kind of like sticky factor. And like Yeah, understandably so with the whole Amir, Amir thing and everything. Everybody was probably a bit out of it, but... And, I, yeah, their chemistry was not as good on this album yeah, as it was. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of forced this album a little bit. Yeah. But understandably so. I, I'm totally with whatever the boys are doing, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I really will say this is one of their best tracks ever. Yeah. I really yeah. do like this track a lot. It's... It was a highlight from the album, Oh, sure. man. And I really, like, related to the song this year, too, on a personal level. Yeah. And I can feel that. I mean, it's such a beautiful track at the end, too. Mm-hmm. The I want more out of life, life than this, and I think it was just like a nice culmination of like everything Brockhampton's like done to this point, yeah. and uh, it's, it's a powerful song, powerful song. Really, we're getting up there. Number two. Number two, we got we're just switching up genres a little bit. We're going with some uh, post punk and experimental rock. All right. Almost had to start a fight slash. In and Out of Patience by Parquet Chords. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's hear some words on that. Infectious groove to this song. You're you're funking around. I'm groving to this song, dude. Some hands. It's it's a great two parter. Really interesting uh, lyrics. Politically charged lyrics. Yeah. Um, big theme of this year. Big theme theme of this year. And I could just listen to the song over and over and over again yeah. and just be infected every time. But. That being said, not as infected as I was for the number one spot. And I got Zany with this one. It's going to piss you off, dude. It's going to piss you off. Oh, God. Okay. Let's hear it. Cardi B. I like it. but No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, It's another Juice World song. No, I'm kidding. All right. Number one. Song of the year for me. God, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. Little Dark Age MGMT. Okay. Wow. Alright. And now let me tell you... I'm gonna need some claims to back right. this one up. Did you listen to Little Dark Age? Yeah, year? I did. Um, I didn't pay as much attention to it as I probably should have, but I did hear it, and... Big improvement from where we last left off with MGMT, most definitely. Like, if you took me back 
into 2012 and we were listening to like kids or something yeah and you told me one day mgmt would be where they are today <laughs> i would not believe you for a second yeah. like not at all and i would be pissed <laughs> and i would be i loved kids yeah me too but like take me now back then yeah and like sh- or say i never heard of mgmt today yeah like and you showed me kids in like electric feel and said like one day they're gonna get to like little dark age and I'd be like, no, they're not. <laughs> the frick you mean, bro? Um, but yeah, I thought this song like really summed up this year. This year was a little dark age. Yeah. And uh, what I did when I made this list, and this is kind of why this song stuck out to me, is I threw all these songs on a playlist and just kind of listened to it on repeat. And this song like kind of stuck with me the most. Yeah. And it's, you know, you got some, some goth synth pop. Love that like, goth. This you year. know, I just love saying the song's goth synth, synth pop. But it just, you know, very dark track, very lyrically interesting, and uh, very mysterious. Yeah. Something mysterious about it. And like I said, I just kept coming back to it, coming yeah, back to I it. Think, yeah, I think we're going to have to I'll give that one a listen. Give it a listen a again. I'm, listen. People really like that album. I did. I thought it was a little bit inconsistent. I didn't really like that album that much, mm-hmm. but I love this song. And this song came out early in the year. And it kind of, yeah. it like stuck with me all probably year. probably February, right? January. January. Like January. early January, too. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe I went with that with my number one spot. Yeah, for that to stick that long. And I just can't believe that an MGMT song would ever be number one for me. But that song is just, you know, it summed up My Little Dark Age, which was 2018. So, 2018. Um, it's a big year. Big year. And big year for big things like this podcast, Two Guys oh, Talking yeah, Look. We're kicking it off. So now we got Ian. So we're doing 10 tracks. We're going 10 right. tracks. Let's see. With, here. I'm guessing, some kind of honorable mentions at some point. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm so relieved to get all these papers on. So uh, I, didn't, I had a really shitty list made. Uh, you don't, no, don't do that to yourself. Believe in yourself. Let's see. I don't have any honorable mentions or anything, oh, so we're shit, just going to get. You're slacking. Right into it. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I like 10. it. That's how we like it. Right into it. Number ten. I'm, I'm so I'm actually like genuinely like not to the podcast, but to like to you personally. I'm so excited to hear your. All list. right, let's get right into I it. I hope it's um, any. Some of it's a bit predictable. Some of it's gonna have some crazy ones in there. So let's I go. Can't imagine. Straight into it with number ten, Black Paint by Death Grips. Oh. Um, oh, what a good pick. Yeah, just a really fucking heavy song. Um, uh, you could say I'm a bit of a hardcore kid at heart, and uh, this yeah. song makes me want to punch holes in walls, and I think <laughs> that's definitely an upside to it. Um, it's It reminds me of, like, Pain of Black by the Rolling Stones, but, like, <laughs> done by Death Grips, yeah. which is, like, super like, sick. Like, on fucking speed or something. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, like, on enough speed to kill a horse. Yeah, MC Ride, genius. Zach Hill, genius, and... Flatlander, baby. Yeah. MC Ride. Everybody, genius. Genius. I agree with that pick. I um, alright, this one's a bit of a hot take. It didn't go over so well. Number nine, Casting Spells by Danger Incorporated. Wow. Um, Louis Duffelbag. I, I don't know. Uh, did you did you listen to the new project? I did, I did. It was not my favorite of the year. <laughs> not my favorite Not my favorite either. work from Danger Incorporated, but... uh. This guy's a big Danger Incorporated guy. Yeah, shout out Hunter Wood if you're listening, Bobby. 
Uh, thanks for that. Bubba, but, we, we miss you, buddy. Yeah, this song, this was really the only song that stuck out to me on that project. Yeah. Um, everything else was a little bit bland, honestly, but, uh, I think Father did the right thing, picking them for Awful, and, uh, yeah, I only hope to see where they go from here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where they go next, yeah, too. Yeah, they're definitely growing, and they're doing that whole internet aesthetic thing, but in a completely different way from how... Like JPEG Mafia JPEG or like Death, Death Grips, Grips did. Are taking yeah. it, but, uh, yeah, hopefully they keep it up. Because they're doing it more in like a... Poppier, like... Poppier, like... Dumbball kind of way. Yeah, instead of like a hip-hop sort of way. Yeah, but... And, uh... It's interesting, and I want to I wanna see more from them in 2019. Yeah, yeah I agree. Number eight? Oh, I'm excited. Number eight, Slick Talk by J.I.D. Um, Ooh. Nick put me on to J.I.D. again for this new project. I, uh, I'm so glad I went with Westbrook because I had Slick Talk, and I was yeah. like... Slick Talk was hard. Yeah. It, was, it was tough yeah, song. I had that one stuck on repeat for a while. The um, beat switch-ups, like, really solid. Yeah, too. very intense track he's got really like very very good rapper jd like he's up and coming like jid jd whatever yeah but i i really liked that project i didn't think it was the best ever but it's one of those where it showed off to me like this guy's got a lot of potential yeah yeah and i never really listened to jd before this so that was a good introduction to him i think and Mm -hmm. uh like I said, I can't wait to hear more from him. Yeah, I um, great song there. I'm glad I didn't pick it. Number seven. Shout out to Nick again. Pictures of you from Hate Music, Last Time Delete. Ooh, I love it. Um, <laughs> what can I say about this? This whole EP album thing they put out was uh, super sick. Love that whole goth synth thing that they've got going on. For um, me, it's like if you take Soft Cell from like the 80s yeah. and like updated it to now and put and like, like a goth... Modern turns. Like a modern goth aesthetic on it. Yeah. And it's like make it like dark and creepy. It's like a horror movie kind of. Yeah. It, I really like what they did. Um, yeah, it like... But they almost like make a joke out of a lot of songs on that album, which yeah. is sick. Yeah. But, like, still with a very serious twist on it. I don't really know how to explain that. But. Yeah, I would just highly recommend that EP and that song, too. It's yeah. it's just, just a imagine. Listen, try and get into it. Um, just imagine, like, yeah, 80s pop with, like, an updated, like, yeah, dark. Like, Robert twist. Smith meets, like. I don't even know. It's just it's it's, it's kind of shit. its own thing, really. Yeah. But it's it's, it's very very cool. What do we got number uh, six? Number six. We're getting up there. Mirror, mirror again by Father. Ah. Uh, we talked about awful swim a little bit, but yeah, that <coughs> was the standout track for sure from that album. I think it's the first track on the record, right? Yeah, it was number one. Um, Definitely his most catchy. Yeah, the beat on it's stuck in your head yeah. after you hear it. Um, I yeah. feel like I didn't like that project as much as you did, and I feel yeah. like we'll talk about that more later. But it was just something about this song is just it's catchy, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just catchy. The Gucci belt line. Oh, the Gucci belt line got me. We're both big Gucci belt yeah. fans over here, um, so send us a Gucci belt. Cause yeah, that we, album we, just hits hard. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get, get into, into that later. Cracking the top five, baby. 
Yeah, number five. Uh, we got another HMLTD song. Whoa. Flex. That single they released yeah. in November. Um, I actually have not listened to that track. It's it's really sick. I am excited. It has some girl on it. Let me... I need to give her a shout-out, because she... She killed it? She killed it. I can't believe... I listened to this e, their EP, yeah. like their self-titled, on repeat this year, so... Xvoto.delete. It's like <laughs> That's Britney name. Spears on ecstasy. Like, it's sick. With the, like, 80s synth pop. Yeah. Like, like it... I don't know. I'm rethinking it now, and this... This could have like been. This could have been higher. Probably. Oh my gosh. It, it's a it's a really sick song. You I'm hear it. so bummed I haven't heard it. Uh, oh. all right, number four, E. coli, Earl Sweatshirt, and Yo. Alchemist. I have something to say about that song before right. you get into Let's it. Let's hear it. I wanted to put that on my list, but I didn't because I wasn't sure if that was like an actual song or not. Because like, it's literally like on YouTube with, like, 2K views. Yeah. Um, I know Alchemist... Did he, like, He, like, it? announced it a little bit. Earl and didn't announce it at all. Yeah, he did not mention it at all, but... I just that, that we got to see more from Alchemist and Earl, I think they worked really well together. Yeah. Um, I love that track. It's... If you like Earl Sweatshirt but didn't like some rap songs... Like, check out this Yeah, song. he really throws it back on that one. It's more catchy. It's got actual, like, song structure and... Yeah, it's it's really pretty beat, too, if yeah. you're a fan of Alchemist at all. Which, apparently, he was dropping a tape. Really? But I, I don't know. I never even checked, honestly. That's a that's a beatsmith for you right there, yeah. Alchemist. He's, he's up there. He's one of the best. Um, should we go right to number three? Number three, Riot by Earl Sweatshirt. Ah, back to back girl. Um, it's like 50, that's that's a that's a zany. That's a zany one because yeah, it doesn't have any singing on is it. Is it is it even a song? I is don't it? Know. A, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I waited a long time for this Earl. Yeah, I, I need to hear checking about Reddit this. every single day, waiting this, for a very long time. Wearing your it sweatshirt. Was, it was a very uh, emotional album once it finally came and i gotta be 100 percent honest when i heard this song i uh shed a tear i'm so proud of you 100 percent. i was driving in my car listening to it um yeah it was super intense i don't know why like when the horns come in <laughs> the horns got this guy it hits you hard it's it's like such a because the song before it i think peanuts peanuts before peanut, it. yeah it's like talking about his dad dying and everything, and then yeah. you get the horns coming, and it gets like super happy. And, and it's um, that song, that whole album is so like dark and despondent, and like yeah, you listen if you actually like listen to what Earl's saying, like you're worried about this guy. Yeah, like it. You're really worried about Earl. Sad. And like this song is like a happy ending, like you know <clears throat> what I mean to the to like such a dark time yeah. almost of Earl Sweatshirt and. Yeah. And it, I don't want to talk emotional. too much about SRS yet, because that was a... Uh, we're we're going to probably get deep on that Yeah, one. I think both of us are going to get into that, if I had to guess. All right, number two. Number two. Puff Daddy by yo, Mafia. Yo, I'm so happy. Shout out Kenny I'm Beats. so happy. Kenny Beats. Kenny killed Best it. producer yeah. in rap right now. Producer, producer of the year, quite possibly. Oh, 100%. 100%. He did... Uh, some production on FM with uh, yeah. Vince Staples, too. 
And, uh, yo, I'm happy. I, I, what do you have to say about this track? I'm not going to take uh, it for you, but I could. Man, Puff Daddy. The production is that, so good. Yeah. That is it, the best produced rap song insane. all year. And I didn't have no, it on my no. list because I'm an idiot, but. Yeah, that, that track was sick. Um, just super heavy hitting. Like, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't know, JPEG, he just fills me with so much energy. Like, it makes your head feel like it's going to explode. And it's like, I don't know. I just need a lot of motivation at, like, school and shit this semester. And, like, hearing that, you just get fucking stoked. You get stoked, yeah. I didn't put that song on my list. I will say why. Is because it was just like a single and it wasn't on a project. Yeah. And I feel like it could get lost. But I hope that's on something because, like, I don't. Yeah, if I they didn't come really... together for an album. Oh my gosh. It's, it's gonna be insane. And JPEG said new music coming soon, so we'll see what comes of that. I mean, it has been almost a year since Veteran. Mm hmm. So who knows? We might get an album yeah. in the next couple months. Like I said, I don't think lyrically that song like really means a whole lot, but. Production-wise, that literally the best produced rap song this year. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, all right, everything that Ian said too. Number one, I'm so excited right now. Number one, what did I put as number one? He doesn't even know. Are you are you nervous like I was? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous because it is it is a repeat of someone we already talked about, but this this man killed it this year, and we all know it. Is it Peggy Um, again? It's Peggy again. Oh my. Oh my god, Curb Stomp is the song of the year for me, and... Let's hear why. I'm curious. Curb Stomp. I don't know what it is, but it filled me with so much rage. <laughs> Whenever he starts screaming, and when I see live performances of that song, like, you just want to get up and start, like, stomping your feet around and, like, walking around the room. It is infectious. I will say and that. And it's, so, it's just so creepy at the beginning with, like, the subtle little, like, beep beeps. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, it just, like, <laughs> it's like a beep. fucking horror movie or something. It is. Like, talking about just fucking killing people and shit, like, I don't know, Peggy, Peggy's a nut, and he's definitely artist of the year for me. He, he, I would uh, certainly agree that Peggy's, like... He's artist done. of the year, new artist of the year, whatever you want it to be. Yeah, he, he went off this year. Killed it this year. And I, before this year, I didn't know about JPEG Mafia. Yeah, me and like veteran. this year, I heard about JPEG Mafia, and like boy, am I stoked about it! Yeah. Like instant, one of my favorite artists. Yeah, I um, I didn't understand him at first, honestly, because the first song I heard was uh, "I Might Vote for Donald Trump." Yeah, and yeah. I had that other dude on it. Um, forget his name. I know who you're talking about, though. But, I I didn't know if I liked that song at first, and then I heard Man Purse, and that one started to grow on me, which, pro- that was a runner-up for me, that mm-hmm. I remember, and, uh, yeah, I just, it slowly started to grow on me, and then I heard, like, Veteran and, like, North Calvert, and that kind of grew me into it even more, and then yeah. I just started getting into the really... If, if you're gonna recommend a, fray, a, a friend to, like, gonna recommend if you're gonna take a friend say hey like listen to peggy don't go with curb stomp even though that sounds amazing yeah go with uh, north calvert or something because yeah. like curb stomp is like when you're prepped and like primed and ready for that yeah, track you gotta be ready for something oh like that, man it is a it's a heavy one yeah and again disclaimer um the these were all based on like my personal listening experiences and like how they made me feel so in terms of a 
musical quality. I don't know if, like, everybody would agree with that, but just for my personal value, I guess they were... That, that was my yeah. top ten of the year. I feel like I went with a little bit more, like... You like, kind of blended the two I kind things. of blended the two more than you did, but I'm stoked that you did it the way you did it. Like, you know what I mean? Really from the heart. Yeah. Um, what did you think about, like, Baby, I'm Bleeding? Because I really wanted to put that song on my list. Yeah, that was another runner-up for me. Um, I don't know. Like, just thinking about music in general this year, it's like JPEG Mafia over yeah. and over again just because veteran was out the whole year it came was, out early and it stuck with me all year you know yeah I, baby i'm bleeding it's very intense and <laughs> another one of those ones you just want to punch shit yeah but yeah we had a good dynamic of music this year i agree we went from depressing to very aggressive and i thought music between. as a whole this year was like pretty dark though like a yeah. lot of dark aggressive yeah and i don't know Millennials in general and it's just younger people are just depressed right now. Angsty, you know. Angsty teens. But I mean, like, angsty's always been a thing. But above angsty, it's like it's kind of dark, you know. We've been kind of dark lately. Yeah. So uh, depressing. We're but. gonna take a quick break because I um, need to cough a couple times and yeah. don't. I already have, but I, I don't want to cough into the mic more than I already should we, have. Should we throw a break song in? We could do a break song. I think we'll throw in a break song for you guys. And then we're going to come back, go through the albums, and uh, the bonus list. Talk a little shit afterwards. Back, um, 
Had a little do? potty yeah. break. Nick yeah. got some coughs out, and uh, I think we're about to do some albums. Are we going to do the break song or no? I think we should just add it in later, right? I guess. All right. Yeah, if you didn't know, we're doing this off the cuff on the fly, <laughs> but we kind of bought the microphone like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so basically... Uh, it's a pilot episode. Yeah. So we're going to throw in a break song. Um, well, I guess you will have already heard it by now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, let's kick off these albums. Yeah. And I, I'm going hard after that break song now, yeah. just knowing what it's going to be. But um, so... Albums. This is gonna get interesting. It's gonna get spicy. It's gonna get interesting. And I'm just gonna hop right into it again. I have some honorable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna go through the honorable mentions as quickly as I can. I'm sure I'm gonna stop and talk about them at some point. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. So honorable mentions. First honorable mention. Seven by Beach House. Um, we spoke about that one earlier. Spoke about. I had a, a dive by Beach House on my honorable mention songs. And uh, I did enjoy this album quite a quite a bit this year. Um, Beach House. I was a big fan of Beach House, like late two thousands, like Teen yeah. Dream era Beach House. Yeah, big fan. And we all, we all were. And their music after that just got so freaking bland. Yeah. Because I, I felt like it was the same thing over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. And this is the first album since Teen Dream that they've like switched it up, to me. And it's kind of a bummer because I feel like they lost a lot of fans. Yeah, in that bland period. In the bland period. And the fans that they kept during the bland period that don't, don't know what they're it, doing. Yeah. They came out this and they're like, oh, what is like, this? Like, what? Yeah, so I feel like this album got pretty underappreciated because the audience just wasn't there for that. Because the audience yeah, that they no still doubt. had was like... Could not comprehend. Couldn't comprehend. But the, the audience... Wearing V-Nex. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt wearing V-Nex. Like, I guarantee, like... Dude, I don't want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, that's another episode. Another episode. We'll get, we'll get into that another time. Like, I'm sure, like... Dude. Do you remember when you would, like, cut the necks out of your shirt? Yeah. I'm sure the they're... The scoop neck. They're era. still doing the scoop necks. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. So, underappreciated album, because, you know... They didn't get it, and the people that would get it were, they're out of there. Yeah. So, um, second, second, uh, honorable mention, Daytona by Pusha T. Okay. Enjoyed that project quite a bit. Um, and then in the same vein as that, Yay by Kanye. And honestly, not the biggest Kanye guy. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe like second favorite Kanye project. Yeah, I can see that. It was... It's very different. It's, What's your first... Uh, I guess we can... I guess we know your first, right? What do you think it is? It's kids, not what you think kids, it is. See Ghost? Oh, I wasn't... Like, no, that's not what I was going to say, <laughs> but that's actually my favorite. Yeah, but I don't consider it because it's like a joint... Yeah, it's a yeah, joint adventure, true. you know? Yeah, that's true. I was going to say The Life of Pablo, yeah. believe it or not. Act not, you know, sorry, it's not... Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Sorry, internet. Yeah, sorry, internet. Um, uh, honorable mention again. Uh, Little Dark Age of DMT. Um, they had the, my song of the year, but yeah, not mm, even a top ten album for me. Yeah. A lot of people loved it. I did it love just, some tracks, but it was just a little bit inconsistent for me. I just like, I don't know. It. it I want to say it was like interesting, and it kind of had an interesting concept, but it just got a little bit boring for me. Yeah. Um, Slide by George Clinton. Um, a little bit all over the place. I did recommend it to Ian, and something I will say, I should have told him when I recommended this. 
Project M. The first song on that album is the worst song. You gotta power through the first song. Yeah, I think I do remember that when I went into it. I yeah, you're like, like, this sucks, yeah, man. This, the f- but the first song is the worst song yeah. on the record, and I... I, and I do remember it getting better past that. <clears throat> and I, yeah, so if you are, just keep in mind. But it's a little bit all over the place. The quality is not fully there. But this... George Clinton's like a younger artist, and this album kind of gets my mouth watering for what yeah. he's gonna do next. Because... This guy's dripping in yeah, potential. I think really. we had a lot of breakouts this year that we really want to yeah. see more from again, like Danger Inc. and all the younger kids. Yeah, I mean Peggy. Up. Even though he's gonna be on our list, like yeah. I, he's a newer artist, and yeah. I can't wait. To We're see gonna him. see some crazy things from him. I know. Uh, moving on, uh, DiCaprio Two by Jid. That um, wasn't on the list. No. Uh, I thought we would see that on the list from you. No. Um, you're gonna be shocked that this next one's not on the list. All right. Iridescence, Brockhampton. Yeah. Didn't make the cut, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was between it, and we'll, we'll see on my list, but... Um, if you're if you're into pop music and rap music, l- please listen to this thing. It's eight levels above, like, most of the stuff out there. Yeah. But no doubt. this year was just that good for music for me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you're... If you somehow haven't heard Brockhampton yet, listen to Saturation first to get a real... All three of them. Yeah, the all whole series. And then you'll kind of see where Iridescence is coming from, I think. And yeah. and uh, Where they felt short on Iridescence, I think, in comparison. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is by no means a bad album at all. Yeah, we're not talking shit no. at all. No, we not at all. this album. Me and Nick both got very excited. I listened to this out. Al- I still listen to this album a yeah, lot. This was this was one that went wholly on repeat on my phone. Oh yeah, and something I will say about Brockhampton that I wanted to, like, because this is the last I'm gonna talk about Brockhampton mm-hmm. on my list. I mean, we'll probably hear about Iridescence from you. I'm not sure honorable mentions are on your list, yeah. but I've never liked a musical artist as much as I like Brockhampton. Yeah. Like, if I take all of my favorites and, like, measure to, like, how much I like them, like, how much I like Brockhampton exceeds anything. Just what they do musically, who they are as people. Yeah, just culturally. Just too, culturally. Goes into a lot of it. Just super. Yeah. And what makes them people. so special to me is, like, there's some artists that in the past it's, like, culturally i love them but like their music isn't like, yeah quite there exactly. they, they're they're the whole pack they're the best i love Brockhampton so much i mean we love the boys yeah we love the boys every single one of them um blood orange negro salon moving on honorable mention honorable mention okay uh courtney barnett tell me how you really feel not her best courtney. work in my yeah. opinion but still, still a solid, solid project solid yeah, project we love courtney Love Courtney around here. Nice if you girl. like your your indie music, very folky, wordy. Kind of, not folky, just feel feel good, I guess. I don't know. Very wordy. Her, she, yeah. That's how I would describe her, very wordy. Um, moving on, Virtue by The Voids. Okay. Alma's was a little bit bloated, but did have a lot of highlights. Um, Screaming Females all at once. I don't think I heard that. Kind of like a punk, indie, alt-rock. Okay. Kind of, or not alt-rock, but like art-rock Yeah. sort of project. Um, Sons of Kemet, Your Queen is a Reptile. 
It's a jazz album. Yeah. With, uh, it's good, like avant-garde jazz with like a tad bit of spoken word. Uh-huh. Not typically my genre. Yeah. But I heard Ray reviews about this and I listened to it and I'll tell you what, like I'm coming around on jazz music. Yeah. I, uh. I think we both got into a little jazz this year. I, I started off with like some Bad Bad Not Good and mm-hmm. they had a couple solid projects this year, but, and then I started to get into some older stuff like John Coltrane and. I think we've got a good respect for the genre now. Yeah, and this this was like this was a very good jazz album, and uh, you know, listen if you're about to do some homework, listen to Curb Stomp to like get you up to the task, and then listen to jazz while you're doing it. Because yeah. I listened to this album like while doing homework this year, and like was flying through that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it actually helps you like think and stuff. Uh, moving on, moving right along, uh, Oil of Every Pearl's Inside. Or Uninside, I should say, by Sophie. Okay. Uh, art pop album. Um, love Sophie. Yeah, I heard a bit off of this. Very experimental. Yeah. Um, but good stuff. Would look into it if you're into art pop and all that sort of thing. Um, Kurt Vile, Bottle It In. Um, Kurt Vile did a joint project with Courtney Barnett yeah. in the past. and it's heard quite a bit of that. Similar genre. Yeah. He's got some, like, country in it yeah i mean i remember from the courtney project it definitely had a bit of a twang to it it's got a twang kind of country like very like 50s and 60s Mm -hmm. and uh something i will say is like through the whole thing it's kind of like meh but definitely like his best tracks are on this and i i have a soft spot for kurt vile because uh i'm gonna tell a little story here a little story time (laughs) When uh, me and this guy across from me went to New York uh, a couple months ago, yeah, April, I April, believe. Um, we drove. We I don't know what we were thinking, but we left at like nine o'clock at night and drove through the night to go to New York. Yeah. And after my driving shift, I had the middle driving shift, so I was like up through the basically the like wee hours. The wee hours. And my time to, like, not drive and sleep was kind of like the morning, I guess. And the sun was just coming up. (laughs) So I, like, could not fall asleep. Yeah. But I was, like, deathly tired. And I, like, put on Kurt Vile for whatever reason, and it helped me go to sleep. And it was funny because there's this one song by him that's, like, ten minutes long. And I'd put it on, and I'd fall right asleep. But when the song ended, I'd wake back, wake back up, yeah. and I'd repeat it and fall asleep. And I, I like kept doing that. So like, he is a soft spot for me because yeah. he helped me fall asleep. There was a lot trip. of good music on that trip. And as far as Curb Stomp goes, I remember waking up when we were going through Maryland, like Baltimore. Shout yeah. out Peggy. Oh yeah, and I remember Curb Stomp playing, and I was just like, "Fuck, dude, that's, that's heavy. This is very heavy right now." It was like. Two in the morning, probably, just going through Baltimore and just seeing, like, how dirty it looks. Yeah. It was just very... I felt I felt Peggy in that moment. <laughs> Shout out to the New York sure. trip. Shout out to the New York trip. Learned a lot that, that trip. It was a good trip right there. Um, but, yeah, and then also, like, I still fall asleep to Kurt Vile all the time. Yeah. Wonderful. If, if you're, like, dad doesn't like good music... But he liked like Bob Dylan back in the day. Recommend him. Recommend it. Yeah, recommend him. Bottle in by Kurt Vile. Um, Caliuchus Isolation. Solid project. Oh, I hate that I kept that off my list. I really do. I was torn on that one. Um, it 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 just it's really good, but 
not my typical genre, no, but I really either. wanted to put it on my list. Me too. And it has nothing to do with any of the other albums on my list, but for some reason I was really close to putting it on. Me too. Um, it was on my list for like a long period of time, but just ended up coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's just, it's a bop in general. It's a bop in general. The production is really good. Yeah, yeah. But that's the best part. I feel like Callie's like, kind of, so, like, not her but like kind of her singing in spots like fell a little bit short yeah for me. vocally she falls a little short yeah think, but it's not a, bad enough where it, it takes like, away yeah but it hinders but it it you it could be better yeah but still and if she still, pulls that together i think she could yeah she could go far i mean this is definitely one of the better pop albums of the year for yeah, sure definitely um continuing on u.s girls in a poem, unlimited, um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Actually, wait a second. We might need to cut that out. I might have put that on my list last minute. <laughs> no, I didn't. Thank goodness. Because okay. I remember I I re-listened to this album on my drive over to the studio, and I was like, dude, like this is solid. And something I will say about this is, I hate the indie genre like pretty far and wide. Yeah. Because it's just so dry. It's gotten and so oversaturated. So oversaturated. Just if if done. you kind... Like, I kind of like indie music, like good indie music, but I hate indie music because it's so dry. Yeah. If you want an indie artist that is actually doing something freaking interesting and, like, experimenting and pushing boundaries, listen to this album. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> Listen to it for sure. Um, one of the few indie albums this year that's actually doing something interesting. And then uh, we got two more honorable mentions. Play by Cardi. Die Lit. Die Lit. Man, I did everything to get it on the list, but I couldn't quite get it on there. This album's amazing, dude. I Okay, one of my friends saw him live when he was in Raleigh this year, I believe. And, yeah. Uh, it looked insane, I gotta admit. Like, I wish I could have been there. And, like, I would not consider myself a Playboy Cardi fan, but... No. Uh, Can I, I tell like you how I feel lot. about this album? Yeah, like, part of me... Part of me thinks that this album is so bad that it's good. Like, yeah, I'm dead I, serious. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I actually like this, or it's so bad that it's good. Yeah. And it's, it's like... You know, like, tra- the, the trap genre has been moving, like, towards, like getting more and more simple yeah this is like minimalism to the like this is as simple as you could get yeah like to the point where it's just like a repeating beat with like playboy cardi doing like a repeated ad lib over and over again for two minutes yeah where it's like if you minimalize genius or yeah is it crap is it terrible or is it genius yeah because, like, if you got more minimal than this album, you would be left with literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, it's, like, something about it to me is, like, so hypnotic. It's, like, comatosing. Yeah. Like, you listen to this album and you, like, literally are in a comatose state. Because it's, like, so just, like, and you're just, like, you get, like, you're, like, hypnotized. Um, I, I, I like it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I really like it. But hot takes. On yeah, hot take. I really like it. But do I like like it's certain like you can make the argument that I just made where it's like this is great because like what it does to you like emotionally. But you could I could really honestly understand an argument where you say this is complete crap. 
this is the hot garbage. Yeah. But the only opinion I wouldn't respect is if you said, like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, one way or the other. It's one way or the other, dude. And then, uh, oh, dude, this is so zany. <laughs> this is so zany. Are we number 10 or is this on? This is on my last honorable mention. Okay. And I saved it last for a reason. <laughs> this, this was on my list from when it came out till when... I'm just going to... We all know it's on my list. This was on my list till Earl Sweatshirt's Some Rap Songs came out. And when that album came out, it came out very recently, as you know. Yeah. And uh, one of the albums had to go <laughs> to get that one on there. Let's hear it. And this one suffered, and it hurts me. Denzel Curry Taboo. Really? Yeah. I gotta say, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit upset about that one. I um, love this album. Um, the reason it, it slipped off for me is because... This is definitely his best collection of tracks. No doubt. But there's still a couple tracks on it that kind of felt like generic trap, rap bangers. Yeah, if he would have had... Yeah, there's holes in it. I'll I'll admit that. It's not a lot, but there's like... You could see him falling back to his original, like, like wannabe famous... Trap rap, like, I'm just gonna make a... And if he keeps pushing the way that he's going with a lot of the songs on that. There was so many more hits than misses on this album. Yeah, no doubt. But if he keeps going the... His, like Black Balloon, like... Oh, yes. Like, I don't Vengeance. know. Vengeance. Yeah, I want him to keep going that direction. Cloud Cobain is yeah. another one. Yeah. But, uh, like, one song that, like, stuck out to me is the, one of the generic trap ones is, uh... Oh, man, what's the name of the song? Um, da, 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 Super Saint. Yeah. It's just, like... Uh, one of his lines, it's like, uh, Tide, laundry, detergent. I'm going to get up in the body like a surgeon. Yeah. Wet as a sea urchin. I'm just like, all right, dude. Like, I don't know where you're going with this one. But nonetheless, this is a great album. Like, please listen to it. And uh, another thing why it fell short for me is it was a concept album where it's split up into three parts, and it's supposed to be light, medium, and dark, I believe. It's supposed to yeah. get darker. And I just didn't, like, see that aesthetic. Like, I, I don't know yeah, what it made was very, one. Uh, it's like they sketched it out at the last second. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's go with that. It's like, who's... Because there's songs in, like, the first portion that feel darker than songs in the last yeah. portion. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of all over the place. But nonetheless, very good album, and I would recommend it to you. But we're going to hit our top ten. Number ten. Number ten. I tried... As hard as I could to get this album off this list. But it stuck. But it's I couldn't get it off because of how much I enjoyed it. But this is like a 25-minute long... I don't even think it's an album. It's probably an EP. I don't even know what this is. And because of all that, I tried to get rid of it. But I couldn't because I enjoyed this album so freaking I much. Hope, and I, I still hope that's am. what I'm thinking it is. FM, Vince, Vince Staples. Yeah. I mean... It's, what do we say about FM? For me, it's it's not like boundary pushing necessarily. Yeah, it's well, it's the Vince we know and love. I think is. Yeah, and he went like concept it. on it because yeah, it's with the, whole the radio, radio play thing. Yeah, and he I he I think he purposely went with a more commercial sound. Yeah. But this is the best like pop rap you could make in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's like very catchy, very poppy, very 
you know, bassy. Yeah. But it's still interesting. The production is still good. Yeah. And Vince has got way more personality than any of the trap rappers out there or yeah, anything like Vince that. Vince is, uh, in terms of personality, definitely one of my favorite rappers. Absolutely. Super fucking interesting guy. Um, interesting guy. And very like, well-spoken. Yeah. It, I could watch interviews of him for days. He's yeah. a really funny guy, yeah, too. Yeah, he's hilarious. But uh, on the microphone, too, he's a cut above lyrically. He's yeah. not like the flashiest lyricist. He's not like an MF Doom type of lyricist. Yeah. But, but he's got something to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, there's a ton of bars on this album. Like, uh, the like, last song on the record, like, something he said that really stuck out to me was, uh, like, I just put down a payment for a Benz for my mom. or I don't... It's something along those yeah, lines. Like, he's rapping about doing hood shit, but he's putting a new spin on it, I think, that we haven't yeah. really heard. Cause it's it's, it's from, like, like, about the hood shit, but it's, like, anti- it's yeah. like, don't do that, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know, Vince is, like, he's, like, completely straight edge, and, like, now he's, like, outside of the gang scene, and mm-hmm. he's, like, lo- I guess kind of reflecting on it almost, yeah. and not, like, not promoting it in any way. Yeah, and just, like, a ton of bars about the hood, like, it's really lonely at the top, I want my homies at the top, my yeah. little homie, he got shot. Like, you don't get pop rappers, like, spitting bars like that you know what i mean and then um like i thought another really funny song on here was uh fun yeah and it's kind of like this Fun kind of blew up didn't it not really dude nothing on this album blew up unfortunately but it's like got this tone of it where it's like like yeah we're gonna like get out there yeah and it's like we just had the music video with like google earth yeah and it's it's fun we don't want to fuck up nothing yeah we just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what he's about, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, I just love the whole concept, how it was, like, this album is, like, it's, like, listening to a radio play. Yeah. And, um, uh... Shout out to uh, Kenny Beats again. Yeah, Kenny Beats production here. Good. Oh, my gosh. Cause oh, it's and that, that Earl Sweatshirt snippet on there was oh very God, special. That, that was, like, right before we knew about the album dropping, and I think that was, like... That's um, the first Earl we got in a while. Yeah, just, like, 30 seconds, and it was, a. Uh, that's when we knew something was coming, when I we think. We knew something was coming. But, man, did I enjoy the crap out of this album. And, I, I like I said, I love the radio concept, too, how yeah. it's, like, radio play. Yeah. And, um, yeah, FM, Vince Staples, great project. Yeah, I wish fun. I could have put it higher, but the one thing I will say, the one knock on this album is I feel like outside of, like, the radio transitions and, like, all the bells and whistles, the songs by themselves don't, like, hold a whole lot of weight. Yeah. Like, this is, this is one of those... I, why this album didn't blow up is because people don't listen to albums anymore. If you listen yeah. to this thing as an album... Yeah, it didn't have, like, yeah. a solidified single off of exactly. it. Exactly. And it's made to be listened to between all the... and With the skits with Big Boy. Big Boy. Yeah. Um, all right. Talked enough about that. I really like that. Number nine. Be the Cowboy by Mitski. Okay. Um, Pitchfork's number one album. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um... Rave reviews, and I could see oh, why. Please. You know how I describe this album? Let's hear it. If like Lana Del Rey made like good music, <laughs> um, really interesting album. I didn't love the production here or the kind of like blend of genres, mm-hmm. but Mitski's 
vocals and like vocal delivery is undeniably one of the best yeah she's got an incredible voice a very unique voice too yeah and uh lyrically very good lyrically yeah and such a production based music society we're in right now i think i think having strong vocals and having unique voice is something that's gonna stand out in the next year probably i absolutely think super important for people and uh like i said not huge on the production here but i just can't deny how um just good her voice is and how good her lyrics are and uh favorite song off that whole project is probably uh nobody very good song but you know enjoyed the project not not as much as some people but did enjoy it and uh i'm gonna take the time to say today i i uh acquired something for the studio i uh went into a place that sold vinyls and i tried to get a vinyl for the studio off the list and this is the only one i had but i got us I got us. We got our first gift. We got our first gift from from me. But we got it for the studio. That's going on the wall. It's going on the wall for us. It's a big deal. I wanted to get literally any other vinyl of any other song or album I had. That's really sick. I did like the album artwork a lot on it. But that's for our wall. Yeah, that one's a cool one. Too bad we're not filming right now. Yeah, it's a bummer. So, exciting stuff there. Moving on, number eight. And uh, this is actually, I'm going to have a story with this one, because I bought this next album on, I have this on vinyl, I don't have it with me, but I bought it on Record Store Day this year. And uh, I bought it at the same place and, like, got into a fight with the people there about it. Oh, yeah. Jack White, Boarding House Reach. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think I might have told Ian about it, how everyone, when I bought it, they're like, wait a second, you actually like this? And we got into, I'm like, what do you want, like, Jack White to keep making, like, bland coffee house rock? Like, are you kidding me? Like, like, he does something interesting and you don't like it, you think he's going off the deep end, and yeah, he I went off the deep end here. Like, I will give it to you, but it's... This is just Wilmington in a nutshell. That, yeah, I like, know. sums up our whole town right now. I know. Uh, They're like, yeah, I want the white stripes yeah, back. Yeah, o- open your oh, eyes, oh people. Listen, listen a little deeper to the music. I know. Wilmington. But- this is another, like, very genre-defining important album to me, because rock music is, like, pretty much dead. Yeah. And this album is, like, actually doing something interesting with that genre. Yeah. Like, it, it's, you know, not, like... And Jack White's, like, pretty loyal to, like, his roots, but he just, like, went completely, like, electronic, like, funk, yeah. like, abrasive. All sorts of interesting. All sorts of all over the place. And I really liked this yeah. album quite a bit. Um, like I said, very interesting for that genre and important because it's pushing a genre forward. Because if we don't have albums like this, rock will die. Yeah, and I think if he keeps moving in that direction, <coughs> he can like really buckle down those experimental ideas mm-hmm. into a singular kind of way. I think I think we'll have another really solid album from him if he keeps making music. Yeah, and thank God we didn't get another like just bland like rock album yeah. out of it. Uh, number moving on number seven we heard about this uh this group a lot and this is kind of like i kind of cheated here because this is an ep it's not an actual album but i can't keep it off the list yeah hmltd their self-titled ep i mean gosh did i enjoy this thing this year yeah it's just so different from anything we heard this year too i think yeah the past couple years i've been listening to a lot of like gothic like pop music from the 80s and this was like a big thing like in the club scene and this is kind of like revamping that in a whole yeah 
It's a I I just enjoy that EP so much. Yeah, it's it, so interesting, yeah, and it, it it's like makes you feel cool listening to it. Like it does thinking about going to a rave or some shit. It's like a like a cool rave, and yeah. I hate raves. Yeah. I've never even been to one, but like this <laughs> makes me want to go to like an eighties yeah, rave, like only in the eighties, wearing all black and just like jamming. Like Britney Spears on ecstasy. I think. Yeah, I I don't know why. I think it's because like one of their songs is like soft cell remix mm-hmm. so i really think of like that like sort of music yeah, when I, like, I see them uh, but like with a edm but like gothic like but like yeah with a super dark edge yeah. to it um but yeah man check that album out solid one solid one moving on number six i hate that this is number six and not higher up on the list but hey it is what it is it came out late and I guess maybe I just didn't have enough don't time it, to, don't do it to bond some rap songs real sweatshirt uh, I know you wanted it to be higher yeah, I mean I'll, yeah I'll let you explain your choice first and we'll talk about it I just think that this came out like I feel like this is one of those albums you really bond with and if it came out earlier in the year it'd be higher for me mm-hmm. I just haven't had enough time with it yeah. But nonetheless, it's an incredible project. Earl, incredible lyricist, yeah. incredible musician, um, very experimental album, uh, yeah. like very like avant-garde jazz production. Love the production. Yeah, some of the samples were just like some of the samples we have never heard before. And it's a very like bleak album. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think it's so non-catchy to. I know he was going after that. But I think at some points it is to a little bit of a fault, and I know that's the point, but I wish it was a little bit long. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying, like, I wish there was, like, more catchiness or m- more, like, choruses. Yeah. But I wish there was a little bit more song structure and it was maybe a little it. bit yeah. longer. So it was a little bit more of a satisfying listen. And it is a satisfying listen because it is shorter, but it's very dense it, and to the point. But I... I just wish it was a little bit longer. Yeah. And maybe that's, like, that. me loving Earl so much, I just want more. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And I think he... There's been hints at, like, him dropping some of those more, like, uh, upbeat songs that he's been playing at festivals and stuff, so I think we're gonna see more from Earl, but I think yeah. he wanted to release this as kind of, like, a, uh, to sum up his past few years that we yeah. haven't seen from him mm-hmm. with the death of his dad and everything. And I think it does an amazing job at... It, yeah, you, you can know, definitely really... get the sense of how dark it was. And Yeah, you, you know, definitely are left wanting more. And, like, you know, his, you know, openly dealing with depression and all that, yeah. I think it tackles it so well. But, like, one song in particular, December 24th, Yeah, like, that song is so good, and it's, it's like, a minute long. Yeah. And I just... Like, I, I yeah, just wish like it was longer, tracks, man. Like, Lucy and Peanut again. Peanut was a very scary song. This is a great, great album. Don't, don't miss it. But going on to number five. And this is an album. When I first heard it, I thought it was overrated. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And uh, when I came back to make this list, I re-listened to it and realized, holy smokes, I was really wrong. This album's amazing. And that's uh, Kid See Ghost, self-titled. And uh, I think when I first heard this album, because it came out right after Ye, it came out right after Daytona, and I 
And it's like kind of a continuation of EA, so it felt repetitive in that context to me. Yeah. So I didn't love it. But when I came back to it at the end of the year, on its own, I was like, wait a second. Like, this is actually really good. The production on this thing. Yeah. And like, I listen, like, that's one of my big things is like production. Production on this album is incredible. And every song's kind of a bop on it. There's no... No weak spots, really. Yeah, it was very well put together, I will say that. And mm-hmm. But if you were like me and you kind of thought this album was like overhyped and overrated, go back to it because out of the context of when that all happened and this thing on its own, it, it made it a lot better for me yeah, personally. And it's taking, the, again, the whole experimental direction and the fact that Kanye is trying to get at his best rock song. Uh, yeah. Three, for, he's for trying the, to get at his Grammys. best rock song. It's just... Very cool. Pretty sick, yeah. And I'm not a big Kanye guy or anything, but I heard this before I heard Ye, and... Um, so you might have liked it more at first than yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it is kind of like a Ye part two, and like I said, it just was and like... you showed it to me when we saw... Pantano, right? Yeah, over the summer, and then I continued to listen to it after that, and it did grow on me. It's it's definitely was, one that grew on me. It, yeah. I feel like maybe I just didn't get it at first. Yeah. But, um... Very tight listen, too. Yeah. No no uh, fluff. No holes. Number four. Death Grips, You're the Snitch. Number four. Number four. That's... Were you expecting higher or lower? I was expecting lower, honestly. Really? I, we never really talked about this album very much, though, so I don't know. It grew on me, once again, throughout the year. Yeah. I think this might be my second favorite Death Grips album, Behind the Money Store. I can see that, yeah. Um, It's definitely one of their weirder albums, and... uh. Actually, recently I listened to the Money Store again, and uh, I realized how accessible the Money Store is. Yeah, in, it's like, and maybe it's just because I'm like more prime now because I've been <laughs> listening to more like experimental yeah. music. But it's like, holy cow! Like, the Money Store is super light, and this is like not not light. This yeah, is yeah, this one is of... gonna scare kids. <laughs> it's gonna definitely like you scare could play kids. this as your Halloween soundtrack at a party, and no one would consider it anything else than. A scary movie soundtrack or something I, like that. I think if people heard this at a Halloween party, they would run the other way. Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. But I, I just... Death Grips. They've been doing this for so long now. Yeah, and, and they've they're refined it. And they're still being interesting, and they're still changing up their sound. Yeah. And, man, did I just love this album. It's, like I, I said when I was talking about Dilemma, really departed from the, like, abrasive hip-hop. Yeah. And, like, went more in a punk, punk rock, like, th- mm-hmm. almost, like, thrash metal yeah. sort of way. And also, like, MC Ride is more, I feel like, muted almost. Like, more of a muted tone. Yeah. But, like, as nasty as ever on this album. And I, I really liked Year of the Snitch. Yeah, Year of the Snitch was good. And the visuals that went along with all the singles they did were... Mm-hmm. It's so freaky and scary. Yeah, it just summed up the whole thing. And Ride's a genius, I think. All of them are geniuses. Yeah. Hill and Flatlander, but... Anyways, moving on. Number three. Pretty edgy pick here. I don't think you've heard this one, if I had to guess. Room 25 by No Name. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Um... Sort of like a jazz rap spoken word mm-hmm. s- sort of album. And it's, uh, I understand this is not going to be for everyone, but I don't care who you are. This album is incredibly 
personal and you're it's just listening to this album is is an intimate experience yeah and uh like i said even if you don't like it this this album is once again it's more of an experience than anything and i would highly recommend if you're like a jazz rap like poetry type of fan mm-hmm. definitely go for this it's a little bit more avant-garde yeah than like your typical thing i think i learned to appreciate that whole jazz rap thing a lot more this yeah too. and lyrically no name like yeah. really good on on this album and it's, it's it's once again it's an album experience and whether you like it or not you're gonna have an experience with it and i, w- I would recommend it number two you're gonna be pissed uh, i know Veteran by Peggy. It didn't make number one, but it made number two. We talked about Peggy a lot already. I mean, what more can I say? I just absolutely love everything Peggy's doing. Love everything on this album. Yeah. Pretty freaky, pretty experimental, abrasive, mixes of every type of music, but mainly with a hip-hop backbone to it. Yeah. And, uh... Man, so many tracks if I love. If there's one album you leave this listening to, I think it should be better. What do you, do you think? I agree. I 100% agree. And it's... uh Surprisingly sur- accessible, too. I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like we've we've kind of gotten, like, prime this year. Yeah, I think we... Because, <laughs> like, it's, there's some spots where it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, like Curb Stomp again. It's, yeah. I don't know. And lyrically, something about Veteran is, like, it's pretty, like, ironic and funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I like, enjoyed. Yeah. He, t- he takes the whole political theme and he kind of jokes around with it. And yeah, like, I remember there was, like, he was getting a bunch of hate on, like, subreddits and stuff for being, like, alt-right. And he's, like, not alt-right at all. Yeah, he's but, like, like people were, like, calling him a Nazi and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But he was just being, trying to be funny, you know? <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I guess you don't really joke about that stuff, but... If you listen to his music, you'll see, like, he's yeah, clearly not to, a Nazi yeah, or anything. It's hard to describe, but, um... I'm, I'm gonna kind of leave it there, because I know you're gonna talk about it more. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back into it. And, uh, number one. Zany pick. Zany pick. Parquet Court's Wide Awake. And I know what you're number thinking. One. I know what you're thinking. I see the look on your face yeah. right now. This is... Once again, like the best music for this genre that you can make. Yeah. And it's kind of like an art rock, indie, post punk. Yeah. And I can see how this was number one. Um, you told me to listen to this album, I believe, and that's why I listened to it. And um, yeah, it's definitely at the top tier of the genre. It's. They're- this is like pushing the limits without getting into anything like experimental. I guess. Yeah, it's it is pretty experimental for the genres, yeah. really though, because it it does it blend a lot far. of you know, it kind of blends indie with like post punk mm-hmm. and like art rock and even like pop and dance music. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I I just every single song on this album. I really enjoy like when I listen to this album there's no song that I want to skip yeah and it's it's uh very good lyrically too a lot of politically charged lyrics very interesting lyrically like it's not just you know there's some meat behind the lyrics too and I just really enjoyed this project and I thought it was the best that that genre has to offer it's like the best like post-punky album I've ever heard in my life yeah and 
man, did I enjoy the crap out of it. I'm still listening to it today. And I, I can't believe I picked like a non-rap album to be number one. Yeah, it was, but, it was a very rap-based year, but... I feel like I had a lot of non-rap on my list, to yeah. be honest, though. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good year for everything, but, man. Oof. I feel like hot a weight, takes, has been, weight has been lifted off my back because I was scared to tell him that Parquet Courts got my number one spot. But It's it's a respectable choice. Yeah. I can see where he's coming from. but It's just, for me, it's the perfection of that genre and sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. And that deserves number one. For me, at least. Yeah. Not for you. So now I think we're about to get into number two. 10 for me, or I'm gonna go through some... If you got honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions, and also I'm probably gonna go pee again. Yeah. We and drank way too much coffee before recording this, and I, I was just like a wreck. <laughs> but I'm gonna go pee, we're gonna take another little break here, and then we're gonna come back with my top 10 albums. Alright, third pee break. Yeah, we're back we're again. Back. We're, we're about to hear two guys talking glue. My top number. ten albums. And, and talk about some glue. I'm gonna restate this. We kept it like very secret from each other. Um, yeah. And like we keep no secrets around here. I tell this guy everything I yeah. know. Like literally any type of music or anything, I'm just like hit this guy up. I'm like, yo, would you like check it out? But like we wanted these to be very authentic. Reactions, yeah. So I'm like freaking stoked right now to hear this. Yeah. To be honest, and I. I have a feeling I know what number one's going to be, but it's like between two it's, and... Yeah, it's, it's between two. I, I don't know. I know what number one and number two are, but I don't know. I've got a couple are. honorable mentions here. Hopefully um, you give me some material to make fun of you, because you didn't do that for the songs. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some material to make fun of me on oh, this one. Super um, stoked. We'll get into that pretty early on in the <laughs> list, but okay, so... Moving right First along. honorable mention, um, this one's... A bit of a hot take, just because it's not on the list. Uh, kids see ghosts. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Okay, all right, all right. Explain again, yourself. We based the list off of listening experience, or uh, personal enjoyment. Yeah. And you didn't personally enjoy, like, the best production I've ever Obviously, heard. this was a very good album, but Kanye really is not my style of it's rap. It's da You feel me on that one? It's not no. my style. It's not where I come from. I come from, like, punk rock background. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, Free. I, I love Free. I have... Free! I, I play that one a lot, and you can obviously hear the aggressive vocals on that one. But, uh... You don't like Kid Cudi's humming? It, it is very relaxing. <laughs> but, um, Man, come on! I don't, I don't know why it didn't... It was on my list, and then I took it off just because... I don't have any personal ties to this album, you know what I'm saying? I don't either. I just thought it was, like, a really well-done it, project. It's very good. It's very good. Gosh. All right. Next one is It Is What It Is by Kirk Knight. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, I was first put on to him. I forget what album it was. What type of music are we talking here? He's a rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... I forget what the first album I heard from him was, but yeah, that's the fridge. It does that sometimes. Hopefully you heard them. Um Yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty holistically really good, but nothing again really stood out to me and I don't really have any 
relation to him. And it's just kind of like an album you just like enjoyed listening to. Yeah, for you. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a listen, though. I think you'd probably be into okay. it. It reminds me of a lot of the J.I.D. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Another one that didn't make the list is Iridescence. It's like I'm kind of like oh, but at the same time, like I didn't put it on my list yeah. either, so I know where you're coming from. Um, great I, album, but just yeah, you know, there was some holes and it just didn't push the boundaries enough for me. I don't. Yeah, think. I didn't like in like Brockhampton's production is incredible, and I didn't love the production on it. I yeah, thought it was like it could have been a lot more than it was. I think I feel like they tried too hard. Yeah. Yeah, and I think part of that was it was their first major record label, right? Yeah. But it felt like... They didn't have a mirror. Yeah. And they wanted to make up for that. And you could hear that they were really trying to be aggressive. In spots. Yeah, you had, like, Joba yelling at the top of his lungs. But I felt the production was, like, abnormally glitchy. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit their style. Yeah. And, you know, it's, like, a different type of glitchy than, like, a JPEG Mafia or something. Yeah, it just... uh, It's not as... not organic because glitchy is never going to be organic, but not in their style. It's, not it's just from yeah, the, yeah. And uh, I had something else to say about iridescence too that I'm blanking now. I'm kind of mad at myself, but um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, in Sat one through three, mm-hmm. there's to me there's so many quotables. Like uh, today when I was hanging out with uh, the squadron. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, what's her face? Coral. I don't even know why I said what's her face. I knew her name. I just had to... You know. Shout out the squad. Yeah, shout out the squad. Um, she put on, like, gold. Yeah. I knew every word yeah. to the song. And I screamed it at the top of my lungs. Yeah, because that's good. I think the Saturation series is going to go as something mm-hmm. we hear for the rest of our lives and maybe Iridescence is just going to be like one of those follow-up projects like they're going to come back with more yeah, heaters yeah no doubt but I think Saturation is going to be that defining album like Unknown Pleasures for Joy Division or yeah something along like but continuing on yeah. my point here uh-huh. uh, tons of quotables like every single I could go through Sat 1 2 3 Iridescence doesn't have like the quotables yeah. That sat one through three had. It didn't have that, like, those punchy lines where it's just, like, sticky and catchy. That, you know, and that's, like, I, I just thought that it lacked that yeah. a lot, too. Iridescence did. That. You know? But still, overall, leaps and bounds above a lot of stuff done this year. Oh, absolutely. Like, I would still highly recommend listening yeah, to it for no sure. Yeah, Alright. So, number ten. Year of the Snitch. Death Grips. That low? Yeah. Holy um, smokes. The, once again, it was a very, very good album. I don't know why it's number 10 on my list, honestly. I probably should have rethought it, but there was just a lot going on in this list, and um, Year of the Snitch was kind of a late ad, honestly. I yeah. Had, did I you not other stuff really like it as much in the grand? No, like- I did like it, but, I mean, compared to other Death Grips, I mean, like, Ex-Military is always going to be close to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was what got me into it, um... That's like what got you on the guillotine. block and things like that. Yeah. And then the money store. And then, like, I love the direction that this one did take. But, um... Mm-hmm. 
I, I was. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm There's... shocked because you're you're a punk rocker at heart, and yeah. this is like very punk rock. Yeah, and. A lot of the albums on my list were very punk rock, I think. So. I'm surprised it was that low for you. Wow. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like very high above everything else. So. Yeah, good year for music. What can we say? All right, this one. Rick. This one's probably gonna get some giggles. Uh, a different age from Current Joys. Now oh, uh, we we heard we know Current Joys. They did Kids. Uh, he did yeah. Kids. Nicholas Radigan of Surf Curse. <laughs> Uh, classic, pretty bland indie rock, but uh, I don't know if you heard this album. Have no, you heard I didn't. Anything off of this one? He uh, do they? Please tell me it's not bland indie rock. I mean, I, I know you. No, it's not it's, gonna be bland it, indie rock. It's not. It's not bland indie rock. It's uh, it. I don't know what direction you could call this. It's not. I'm it's like, not experimental by any means. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to listen pretty, to it. It's still pretty indie, but he uh. He gets way more emotional than he ever did before. Really? It's, uh, Current Joys is like his solo project, so he can kind of mm-hmm. take whatever direction he wants with that. And if you watch it with the visuals, the whole visuals that goes with each song in it, I think that gives it a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, it came out around yeah. April, I believe, which was a pretty. That's an interesting take. I I didn't listen to it, and like I'm excited now, but I'm. Like, it's hard to say for me because it's I didn't I didn't listen to it, but just like hearing kids, I'm like, oh, this is zany. Yeah, no, but I'm guessing it. You know, not, like you said, after hearing you talk at about all. it, it's, yeah, it's a very like one on one emotional project. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited to listen to it for sure. Yeah, it it was it was a good listen. Um, yeah. Pretty significant to what was going on in my life at the time. All right. Uh, I don't have two number nines on here. Oh, they're just out of order. All right. Um, there we go. White Hag by the Coltrane's. Okay. Uh, I don't think I ever introduced you to the Coltrane's. No. Uh, good friend of mine introduced me to them in probably like my senior year of high school. You gonna shout them out? Uh yeah, Vanessa, if you're listening, shout out to you. Yeah. That was a stuck with me for life. Oh, wait, I have another honorable mention I need to go back oh, to. Oh, well, okay. I just remembered. Um, the new HO9909 project, if you haven't heard that, Cyber Cop, I believe, was the name. It just came out recently. Okay. But if you're trying to get into hardcore and, like, experimental rap, that's a good one. Mm. But back to this Coltrane's project. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I said, always been kind of a hardcore punk rock kid at heart, and... Uh, I guess this is the last album they're going to be releasing, and they did a lot of studio versions of songs that I'd always listened to. Yeah. And, yeah, it just kind of took me back to high school, and I think it was a... Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting, like, our dynamic, how at, like, heart, you're more of, like, a punk rock kid, and I feel yeah. like I was more of, like, an indie rock kid. Yeah. And it's funny how, like, we kind of, like, progressed... To the same kind of... To the same, like, taste. Like, how your path, like, brought you to, like, kind of, like, more extreme music. Yeah. And how my path brought me to that same music. I think it's, like, pretty interesting interesting thinking about it. Tear that apart in another podcast. To our influences. But, uh, yeah, the Coltrane's, if you're into hardcore, give them a listen. 
Alright, number eight, Panic Blooms by Black Moth Super Rainbow. Mm-hmm. I think I might have told you to no. listen to this. No, you but, didn't. Uh, You're kind of blowing it right it's now. It's kind <laughs> of like psych pop. Uh, Oof, like the sound of this. Yeah, they use like this weird vocalizer thing and like the dude's like got his mouth in it the whole time and it like comes out <laughs> super warped and shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like Black Moth Super Rainbow's sound. I've heard, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, and I think they just handled it really well on this album, more so than ever before. Pretty experimental? Yeah, very experimental. I like um, that. Yeah, you need to give it a listen. But they brought it together really well on this album, I think, more so than any other other projects. There was like some holes in a lot of their stuff before. Mm-hmm. They do like an album a year. Typically, I think they're just really trying to saturate and get as much out but this one came together really well definitely gotta listen to it as a whole (laughs) yeah I'm excited I know alright what's next on the list what's next damn I should have had handwritten notes dude it keeps you more organized also it like when I was writing notes on my phone, I would like always get distracted. But when I got pen and pen to paper, yeah, you kind of get forced into it. You get it. forced into it, and it like made me feel like I was actually doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, doing something productive. Yeah. So, number seven, we have number seven. Yeah. We're stoked. Mirror might steal your charm by the Garden. Yo. Uh, we. Me and Nick, we had a special experience this year. We got to see the garden live. Yeah. Um, with Cowgirl Clue. Cowgirl Clue. Cowgirl Clue. And Tijuana Panthers, but yeah, not but Tijuana Panthers because yeah, that's our restaurant, right? No, it's Tijuana Panthers. Tijuana Flats is the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Um, Tijuana Panthers. We won't really talk about that. Yeah. Great live show, regardless. But the, the like, if you can see the garden live, please do. The yeah. energy at their show is amazing. Insane. Um, something I want to mention really quick is um, I meant to put this on my honorable mentions mm-hmm. and it just slipped my mind and I just yeah. realized that I didn't name that but for me this is an honorable mention I enjoyed this project a yeah, lot too uh, their, one of their albums Ha Ha was really good to me and that has the most memorable songs before this to me mm-hmm. but it did have some holes and it didn't really come together as a whole and then yeah. this one you've I'm assuming you've heard it. Um, it's the, it's their their best like album as a whole because some of their albums before to me were like I don't want to say like unfocused in a way, but just it, yeah, not like all like over that, the place. But you can but, see they're growing up and getting their interests together and really showing them. Yeah, this felt more like an album instead of like a collection of songs. Yeah, totally, and you could tell that uh, they're kind of finally getting that whole sound together that they've been trying to dub as Vada Vada. And it's sick, too, because it's, like, really a different kind of their own type of yeah. sound. and, like, we were talking about rock and roll is dead. I think this is the new direction of rock and roll. Yeah. Just, like, as experimental as you can get. And, uh, like, rock and roll, I don't think, is defined the same way as it was, like, guitars and drums. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to just be more, like, experimental noise kind of thing the the garden definitely has elements of like noise and like avant-garde noise yeah for sure and just like seeing them perform those songs was just like yeah insane just because it's like nothing like a rock show or anything no 
it's like almost like hip hop, and they've got like hi hat beats and all kinds of yeah, stuff. like hip hip hop influences for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Wow, that's that a good pick. Very good pick right there. I like that. Um, I'm bummed I forgot about it for my honorable mentions. I'm disappointed myself. Number six, hate music. Last time, delete the EP. Yeah. We knew this was gonna make the list. Yeah. It's barely even an album, but. Uh, it's actually called like like a EP like, uh, well, like oh like that's the name yeah it, oh, okay. well it's like the the self-title it's like uh, HMLTD and then like dash EP okay so I gotcha. but like we, we had a cheat here like this album is this not album this EP is so freaking good yeah uh I don't know it, like we said it's just a it's a new take on like goth pop like, like that synth pop sound which the synth pop sound is like pretty cool but it's kind of yeah. getting pretty dry yeah but they kind of refined it and really put like a new they put that like disco the disco like dance like electronic twist yeah it just feels very 80s but like not yeah like very refined 80s like with a modern twist i don't know what there's so many different genres this album can fall into but yeah absolutely just overall I, this is, I might recommend out of all our albums like behind veteran the most like maybe this number two yeah, yeah. like if just, you can appreciate that kind of music i'd say go for it mm-hmm. um yeah it's just insane like just completely new music we haven't heard before yeah which i think is why it made the list for me mm-hmm. all right um Another one with a bit of a story behind it. Okay. Number five. Budding orthonologists are weary of tired analogies from Milo. Um, Milo. How did I get into Milo? Milo did a song with Hemlock Ernst, who is also Samuel Herring, I believe, of Future Islands, the lead singer. Our guy. And he is from my hometown, yeah. actually, which I found out this summer. We also did a song with JPEG Mafia, Llama Mind. Um, super, super good song. But, yeah, I got into Milo because he did a song with Hemlock. And I didn't know this album came out until a couple weeks ago. And you, I think you recommended me this album like two days ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I just started deciding it was one of my favorites. Yeah, I enjoyed it not as much as he did, but I, maybe I just need some more time with it, but I, I do enjoy it. It's that kind of jazz rap thing again. Yeah. But uh, Kind of like an R&B twist on it, too. Yeah, in a way. yeah. But it's like chill lo-fi beats to study to, like went to <laughs> art school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, That's a very good way to say like, it. I think the dude, I was trying to read about him, he's, like, got a philosophy degree and stuff, and you can hear that in his lyrics a lot, Mm -hmm. that he's very well-spoken, and he uh, alludes to a lot of things. Yeah. But super interesting dude. Um, You can find a lot of content in his lyrics, too, I think. Interesting album. Very interesting album. You come away from each song, I think, still thinking about the last song and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to decipher it, which I think is another important part of music right now. Yeah. To come away thinking about something. And, again, he hits on a lot of political themes that was popular this year. Yeah. All right. Number four. We're in the top five. Adult Swim from Father. 
kind of a hot take. I top think. five? Yeah. Are you um, kidding me? Uh, father, father, father. He's we, a he's, sick dude. The but guy's like, come a long way. We gotta say, from wrist, I was not a fan of wrist or look at wrist or whatever that song was. Um, never really listened to him until this year, honestly. And then uh, I saw a couple of videos about him and started learning about awful records, and I thought that was super interesting. And I heard he was dropping an album, so gave that a listen, and here we are now. It's actually one of my favorites. I just it's a it's a hot take, I gotta say. And I enjoyed it, but I just feel like that kind of, like, rap R&B sound is, like, a little bit tired. Yeah, it, it's getting tired, and I think... And I will say, I will hand it to Father. He does it with much more personality than most yeah. people doing it. And again, it's like that thing of him having experienced all that and now looking at it from the outside and kind of making a joke of it, I think. like on Oh, Miami, you took it more ironic? I don't know if it's so much ironic, but now that we know, because like I've watched interviews with him and he like talks shit on the whole kind of gangster rap lifestyle now. Yeah. Uh, he's like, again, like Vince sober and kind of like sees outside of that, I mm-hmm. think, which is kind of a cool take on it. And he's... Oh, I just realized something. He talks about it so, like, nonchalant with, like, that super nasally voice. Like, yeah, he's got the It's just kind of funny to hear someone, like, talk about, like, doing gangster stuff, like... And, like, in reality, they're, like, straight-edged and... Yeah, like, Steve Harvey-looking ass. <laughs> but, yeah, Father, I don't know. I gotta give it up to That's him. That's a hot take. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it that much, but, yeah. well, I respect it. What were you gonna say about it, though, you, that you just realized? I just... Oh, I, I realize when you said somebody that you haven't listed off a particular album yet, and I'm yeah, shocked. Yeah, so we're down to three albums left, and I think you can guess all three of them pretty... Can I take a guess at number three? Yeah, if you want to go for it. Is it FM? No. FM was on the honorable mention. Oh, I didn't mention it, but you it was an honorable that. mention, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, not, not number I couldn't name all three then. I know what you two of them totally are. You can totally name all three. I, when he says that, it'll come to yeah, me. Yeah, so number three, Taboo from Denzel Curry. Yo, that high. Yeah. Yo, you're um, pissed I left it off, huh? I, I mean, I'm not pissed because I can see where you're coming from, but again, it's just one of those that stuck with me and that I would always play, like, when I was working on a project or something and, like, doing something creatively, I would put that whole album on. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I probably listened to Taboo more than, like, some albums on my top ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, Taboo is very repeatable. Yeah. And like every, I mean, there was like the kind of dry tracks, like just kind of generic trap rap, but it all kind of goes together well. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing as a whole is very. I listen repeatable to this. And it it doesn't yeah. get old, is what I think I'm trying to say. When I get like tired and sleepy at work, I listen to Taboo and I get like pumped to like. Park Ranger, you know? I can feel that. (laughs) But, man. Number three, Taboo, Denzel Curry. I'm really, really excited to see where he goes next, too. Yeah, yeah, if he sticks with the sound, I think. I think we kind of, like, touched on that earlier. If he sticks with, like... The Blackest Blackest Balloons, like, like Vengeance vengeance um, type of sound. Like, Cloud Cobain. And Cloud Cobain. Cloud Cobain was really well received received by the public, I think. Like, that was Mm -hmm. playing on, like, radios here. 
I haven't listened to like radio music. Yeah, me neither. But then, like, I was playing it in my car, and this dude I was with was like, "Hey, I heard this on the radio the other day." I was like, "Like, yo, (laughs) like, yeah, that's what we're talking about." But yeah, I guess um, (coughs) you put put the word clout in the title of your song, and there you go, does something, but. Yeah. He has a song where he kind of, like, talks about the clout and how it's just, like, super ridiculous and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what song it is. It's the one, with, I think, with the, the JID feature. Yeah. Maybe. I can't or remember the like name that. of that one, Yeah, I know. All right. But, yeah. Anyways. Super, super solid album. Um, I probably, agree. Probably my most repeated album of the year. Um, I, I don't know. It's between that one and my number one. But number two... Oh, man, I'm excited. Because I know what number one and number two are, but I don't know the order. Yeah, yeah. so number two is Some Rap Songs by Earl oh. So we all know what number one is now, but... Um, yeah, it's another album I was just really emotionally tied to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talked about it a bunch already and how cohesive it was. And The last we heard of Earl really was Soulless. Yeah. And you heard like how dark off he was and this is like to wait all that time with no mm-hmm. really information on what he was doing or what was going on um to come back to this like very short burst of like such heavy emotion was mm-hmm. really intense i think and we all waited a long time for it so I mean, regardless of what Earl releases, we all know it's going to be good, but I think yeah. this was a good way to come back into it, mm-hmm. and then, like, kind of, I think we're going to start to see, like, more happy Earl, I guess, or more hyped up Earl. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what kind of Earl I'm getting, I just yeah, love it in general. Yeah, as long as we're getting Earl, but... I hope, I yeah. genuinely hope he's doing well, because, like, after some rap yeah. songs, I'm, like, worried about the guy. Yeah, it's... Something very interesting I will say about some rap songs is I I don't know if you notice this, Earl sounds like vocally significantly more mature than oh, yeah. previously. Yeah. And I don't know if that has to do with Even the compression. Like I don't like shit, I don't go outside. Yeah. He sounds on a whole different level. Yeah. And like I don't like shit was still a very dark album, but it had its moments. But like this whole album like just like obviously a lot of effort went into it but I think he wanted us to feel like mm-hmm. like here's the fucking music like I don't give a fuck like I mean not on like, Navy Blue on the like the end of that song where he's like has the line where it's like, oh yeah, like give a fuck, fuck a about check. a check yeah like fuck a check like it's just like, I really feel like it's a confession album honestly yeah like this is genuinely what he wanted to put out and like what Earl is interested in right now and, mm-hmm. and it's music. yeah it's just getting his I feel like it's like and you can see where he state. left off at Soulless and went into this album with that same kind of depressive mind state yeah and Earl's always been open to like struggling with his depression yeah. and stuff like that and, and I think that's but I feel like before he was like used his depression to kind of like fuel him mm-hmm. I guess where it's like it energized him yeah he's like cause he's kind of like mad and but now he's just like yeah like kind of like hopelessly spiraling almost it yeah. sounds like on this album like, towards the end of the album it gets like really heavy and like 
my first listen, I don't know about you, but like I could act, like feel chills going down my neck. Yeah, absolutely. Like peanut and yeah, I don't know. It was super, super emotional. Definitely the only album I shed a tear to this year. Mm-hmm. I think um, the only things I shed tears tears to this year this this album and blessed. <laughs> yeah, blessed. Shout out to blessed. Yeah, shout out to blessed again. But, yeah, if you're in the mood to be sad, this is this is the one. This is definitely um, the one. Such an honest album, really. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, that not a lot of people are doing in music nowadays. Very straightforward. I think we kind of touched on this, but like I love how experimental this album is as well. Yeah. With the production. Yeah, I love like on when he was in Odd Future and like with Do- I mean Doris was ahead of its time also, but. He was mm-hmm. still kind of doing that thing that, like... I don't, who was he with at the time? Like, Sony? For Doors? Yeah. I don't know what label that was under, but... I mean, you could see some label influence, probably. Yeah, and I know that it, like, had the very, like, odd future production style. Yeah, yeah. And then you saw that start to evolve and I don't like shit. Yeah. This was, like, very bare-bones, like, intense... Mm-hmm. And I love how he, he, you know, he takes elements of, like, underground hip-hop and he's, like, kind of making them. Yeah. Um, Staking. Not not to use the term mad villainy because he said he doesn't <coughs> want to hear that term. I mean, you you can't deny the MF Doom, like, yeah. comparison at all. Yeah, just, like, the rapping, like, an eighth off. But... I mean, I don't know why you would be mad at that comparison because MF yeah. Doom is, like, arguably one of the best rapper of all time. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, girl sweatshirt, man. SRS, give it a listen. Yeah, number one. Just say it, we all know what it is. Veteran by JPEG Mafia. Um, We talked a lot about the album already. We know it's a very good album. (laughs) We all know. You know, you know. Like, uh, it's so intense. Yeah, it's heavy. Again, It's, it's like Taboo. It was just repeated so many times this year. Yeah. Like, for such an experimental album, it's such a repeatable album. Yeah, and you can just blast it at all volumes and just, like, mm-hmm. experience... It goes through a whole, like, spectrum of emotions, too. Like, yeah. from Curb Stomp, like, getting that super aggressive to, like, Macaulay Culkin, where he's, like, reflecting on, like, uh, like himself and, like, how he's kind of ironic in a way. Like, mm-hmm. how he's talking about, I play my albums front to back. Like, it makes me feel important. Like yeah. And then you have, like, funny JPEG Mafia, like, my yeah. thoughts on NeoGAF dying, and it's him yeah, and going, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I wish Marissi would fucking die already. Or Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. Marissi? Did you call him Morrissey? Morrissey. Did you call him Marissi? How do you say it? I, I call him Morrissey. 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 I thought you said Marissi. Morrissey. Same I guess, thing. I don't know if you can say it either way or not, but... Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Just, like goes through the full spectrum of emotions here. Not a hole in this album for me. Um, I, I agree. I don't really think I genuinely a don't think he fell short at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just blind to it because I love this album so much. I'm, I, I am with you. I have no flaws on this album. <laughs> he, he actually absolutely killed it. Well, Peggy. Peggy, Peggy we, we love, love you. Uh, if you're listening, 
If you're we'd out lo- there. We'd love to get an interview, phone interview, oh my, FaceTime anything, interview. Peggy, anything, We'll Peggy. bring you into the studio if you're interested. We'll get you in here, Peggy. We both like you a lot. Get up with us. Um, yeah. Yeah, get up with us, Peggy. That's number one album. My Number one and number two, so obviously we rated yeah. Peggy very high. And even though I had a different album number one, I'd give my artist of the year to JPEG Mafia, like without a d- shadow of a doubt. And you know, there he you went, go. He went very hard this year. Very hard this year. He came out kicking. He did. So, so I think we're uh, I think we're into our final section of the podcast. Yep. This is this is what you waited through the whole the whole time for. For us to talk some shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ten most overrated albums this year. And we're starting it off, Zany. We're gonna start it off Kick it. hot. Kick it right off. Kick it right off. No fluff here. Astro World, Travis Scott, overrated. Yep. Both um, of us agree. It's not the, bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. But like the way people <coughs> are talking about. Oh it, my like, gosh. We were talking about sicko mode earlier, like the defining song of our generation. Yeah, give me a freaking. If a break. song with Drake on it is defining Drake. our generation, I don't want to be a part of the generation. generation either. And like beyond that, like Drake, like literally bragging about taking prescribed Zans to yeah, fall asleep. like, so self-absorbed, like, I know. just... Obviously, the beat switch is a standout on that song. Yeah, but, like, at the it, end of the day, it's like, okay, there was a beat switch, like, yeah, that's cool, yeah. but, like, it's, yeah, and yeah, I don't Drake, think the album, like, throughout, not beyond Sicko Mode, I don't think that album throughout is, like, that quality. Yeah. Like, it's decent, but... There's not a whole lot of standouts on it, and not, it's not like it's yeah, bad, no but standouts at all. It's just very bland. Yeah, I listened like, to it and I was like, "Yeah, that's good," and I didn't really have any desire to listen to it again. Yeah, it's just there, and it's and I I guess people just it just makes me feel like a middle schooler. Yeah, I know. I feel like people. This is like the hip album to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, it's a little bit different from like Migos. It's like a yeah. step up from Migos, yeah. but it's nowhere near like, like we're talking to like JPEG Mafia, Brockhampton, uh, even Vince Staples. Yeah. It's nowhere near any of that. So Astro World over skip rated. Oh, and by the way, this <laughs> list is in no particular order. Yeah. Um, I would say this is the most overrated album of the year, though. Yeah. Honestly. No doubt. The amount of hype surrounding that album was not Just worth what it was. Honestly. So, coming next, we got Beer Bongs and Bentleys, Post Malone. And I don't know yeah. if you get it, but I, I don't get it. I don't uh, get it at yeah. all. Because I think Fantano... Fantano was kind of feeling it. it, wasn't he? This got, like, rave reviews, not only from, like, Fantano, but, like, I think... I don't... I, don't quote me on this because I could be so wrong, but I think it like got good reviews on Pitchfork too. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And just um, generally, critics were like about yeah this album. It's like, just it sucks. I I remember actually the day that Fantano dropped the 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 review of it. I was just like assuming it was gonna be like super negative, and I was like, I actually remember this like very specifically because yeah. I was on my way to school one day, and I was like. I saw it in my sub box, like, review out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this album before I listen to his review, because I know he's going to say it's trash, and I want to see for myself, like, maybe it's not trash. And I listened to it, and I had a hard time getting through it, because it was just, yeah. like, 
so generic, so boring. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this sucks. I can't wait to hear Fantano just rip this thing apart. And then he gave it like a seven. And I was yeah. like, what the freak you mean, dude? Yeah, it just it didn't connect with me at all. Um, For me, it was so bland. Alone. It's just boring. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because he's such a character. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he's so different from everyone else in that mainstream, like R&B kind of hip hop. Trap army, Trap, yeah. yeah, thing going on right now, and like you'd think that he would want to do something a little different, cause like he's like into like country music and shit too, and like so you'd think he would bring in some, some other elements, influences, but it's just it's like almost like his label just like put him in such a box. I don't know, cause like I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's him, it's the label, like what it is, yeah, cause I feel like he has potential almost to do something really interesting, but yeah. But he just kind of comes out with, like, this... Yeah. Like, there was a bunch of songs. Like, what's the one Super is like, uh, Rockstar? I think it's called Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. Every song kind of felt like a variation of that song. Yeah. And, like, following the same pattern. And One thing I want to touch on about this, too, that I just don't get is the frat girl appeal. Yeah. Like, the sorority girl appeal to this, like, every local sorority girl loves this album and loves Post yeah. Malone. And I just... I don't get it, personally. Yeah, it's just, like, that party music, like, very... But it's so brainless and yeah, just, it's like... It's not even, like, quotable, either. No. It's just, like... Uh, it's just frustrating. It's very frustrating. But, moving on, we have... This one's kind of like a... It's a joint one. It's two different albums, but, like, I personally kind of have the same thing to say about both of them. And both of these got rave freaking reviews and these aren't like the first two where they're more mainstream these are more underground but they got main like really like mainstream publications gave them rave reviews that's lush by snail mail and clean by soccer mommy and both of these albums they're not bad neither of them are bad Mm -hmm. and personally like snail mails uh lush like I think she shows a lot of potential in that album, and I'll definitely yeah, pay attention to what she does next. But both of these albums, I can't grasp. I can't grasp get behind all the hype. The yeah. hype either, because it's generic, bland, mid two thousands indie rock. Yeah, like we've been there, done that. Now let's let's there like prove on that a little bit. I know bit. Like, there's nothing new, yeah, or different about these albums at all to me. Yeah. Like, the vocal deliveries are very just drab and, like, run-of-the-mill. The instrumentals are just wallpaper because mm-hmm. it's just, like, stuff we've heard before and just super dry. If you're going to listen to any music, listen to Parquet Chords, listen to U.S. Girls, listen to people that are actually pushing the genre yeah. forward. Like, these two albums are, like, why I kind of, like, hate, like, indie music these days. Yeah. Uh, moving on. A brief inquiry into the online, uh, into online relationships. I didn't write it out, but that's it. By the nineteen seventy five, another yes. another uh, sorority girl album. Yeah, right there. So like eh, the nineteen seventy five. Like 
Such a dry album. Yeah. So boring. Again, like, so let's bland. take this genre and not do what we've been doing for the past ten years. Thank you. Like, push um, it forward, please. Like, there's so many directions they could have gone, and they decided to not go in any of them, and, like, park, play, put the car in the park, you know? Yeah, play like, it so safe. Come on. Like, instead of driving on the freeway, you drive around the parking lot, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Like, let's go around the drive three or three times. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, I don't know. So boring. I don't know. Next album. Another one. Not the most mainstream album, but got rave reviews. Got the second best album of the year by Pitchfork. And got best album of the year on other publications that I saw. I can't name them off the top of my head. But people love this thing. Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour. And, like, I know what you're thinking after hearing us talk for however long we've been talking. That, like, yeah, yeah, obviously these guys, like, don't know their country music. (laughs) Like, and, like, yeah. Like, I'm going to give it to you straight. Like, we... Like, yeah, meet us down in the comments and tell us about country music because maybe we're just uninformed, but... This sucks, man. Yeah. It's super... And, like, when I saw the rave reviews... And, like, I don't, like I said before, I don't hate this genre. And I I mentioned Courtney Barnett and, like, Kurt Vile, who have, like, country elements, who I enjoy yeah. their music. This thing freaking sucks. And I, I brought up this, this to him earlier. I was like, when, <laughs> when Taylor Swift went pop, she wasn't pushing the boundaries of country. She just went pop. Yeah. And, like, Casey Musgraves, now that she's playing, like, singer songwriter music with like a little bit of like pop it like doesn't make her like expanding boundaries of country she's just playing like a different genre of music directions yeah and it's such a bland album i tried to listen to it and i just couldn't get into it like and the lyrics are like really childish like there's one like song she's like bragging about how she like pierced her nose and i'm like like, oh my gosh, like, this is the most cringe thing ever. This album sucks. <laughs> At the, the record store where I bought the Mitski album and the Jet, yeah. she brought up this album, the lady that was working, I was, like, talking about how great it was, and I was like, you freaking suck. Like, no. I know, it's just so bland and just, like, boring. There's no difference, also, like, between, like, lyrically, I feel like, between that and, like, any generic, like, what's, like, a country guy? Why did uh, I, I was gonna say Jake Gyllenhaal, but like, <laughs> that's not. Uh, Shania Twain is that a country? Rascal Flatts. Yeah, Rascal Flatts. Flats. It's like the same thing lyrically. It's like life Rascal Flatts. Life is a highway. Yeah, life is a I highway. I wanna ride it all night long. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do when we finish this. Um, moving right along, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. I I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get the hype. Again, it got some good reviews. Good reviews. From the music industry, but. And mainstream as heck. Uh, I just don't understand Cardi B, I guess. I just I don't, don't get the appeal. I don't get the appeal at all. This is trash at the highest level. Lyrically, like, every time I listen to this album, I just feel dumber. And the production yeah. is awful. It's painstaking yeah. at best. Yeah, it wasn't there. And at it worst, it just, at worst, I just turned it off. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's going to be a skip from us. Yeah. Well, not, not into it. Not, and like that. I feel like that's like a low key like flex. Like a guy that actually likes music could like say like I like the new Cardi B, but like no. Yeah. 
Moving right along. Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base, and Hotel Casino. I mean, I looked up the genre that this album is classified in, and I really think it says a lot about the album. Lounge rock. <laughs> and that's what it is. Like, it's just like, yeah, so sit in boring. sit chairs and listen to rock music, because that's totally what the point of that is. I know. Like... It's, it's just depressing, really. Like... And I've I've never liked the Arctic Monkeys either. Yeah, yeah. Never been. Whatever the one with like this. So overrated. Or something on it. I don't know. They're just a generally overrated band. Yeah. Um. It's all right. It's just weird. Like, is, I don't understand how the general public decides who to make famous. Me but it's just like we're gonna take yeah, the band that's doing nothing episode. interesting. <laughs> yeah, another episode. We actually will get to that in another episode. Yeah. We have something planned. Um, next album, XXX Tentacion, uh, question mark. I don't, I don't know if that album's, like, called anything. Yeah. I but don't know what, how you say it, but. I, uh, believe it or not, tried to listen to this album. Yeah. And I honestly thought to myself, like, how could anyone actually like this? Yeah. It's um, horrible. And this, this, like, got super mainstream, this album. Yeah. Like, tons of songs off of it. And. I honestly never really listened to much X. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard the songs that he did with like Ski Mask back in the day, like yeah. Take a Step Back, and those were cool. Um, did you listen to the intro track to this album where he talks, he like comes on the mic, and it's like a minute 20 of him, it's just like spoken spoken word, it's just him talking, and he's like, this album's different. Like, to enjoy oh, this yeah, album, you yeah, gotta, like, open up your this. mind. And it's like, that, like, excuse me, like... It's like, no, dude, you took a lot of Xanax, and now you're trying to act different. I know. Like, it's like, just... Yeah, we're trying to act different, making a podcast, but, like, at least we're showing a little bit of independent thought here. I know. I Instead know. of just, like, taking drugs and calling yourself, like, different, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so stupid. And, like... You know, obviously, I don't, like, wish, you know, what happened to him upon anybody, and it's tragic, and I'm not calling him, like, stupid for that, and, you know, rest in peace to him, the late XXX and Tessian, but, like, the the just, I found this album to be very stupid. Yeah. And, like, the Oaken Up and with his earlier themes, like he was doing with Ski Mask, like... I think something interesting yeah, could come of that. Yeah, I really agree, But too. then, like, the whole clout thing, I, I'm doing finger quotes around yeah. that, like, ironically, I think kind of got to him, and he just wanted to kind of take on that whole, like, artistic vibe, which mm-hmm. wasn't really what was organically supposed to come of him, I don't think. And not only is this album, like, fake, deep, and just kind of ridiculous, yeah. but it's just, like, bad music, too, like... Bad vocals, bad yeah. instrumentals, just yeah, poorly bad. Mixed. Just yeah, poorly mixed. All right, enough of that. I just talking about that makes my brain hurt. Um, this is another album that got criminally overrated because he passed away this year, and I I hate to see him go because you yeah. know no one deserves to you know die at yeah, such a young he, age, but just because you pass away doesn't make like your album good music. Yeah, and. I feel bad for saying that because it makes me it makes me feel insensitive. Yeah, and but know. you know if you can't tell it's Mac Miller swimming. Um, this album is 
It's boring wallpaper instrumentals, boring production, and... I don't think I've listened to this album, honestly, but... So I can't really say anything about it, but... Like, just think of, like... work with, like, Earl, I think, was really cool. And, yeah. like, from that era of Mac was good. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything of this, so I can't really... It's just, like, sad it. boy, like, alternative R&B, but, like, at a super surface level with, like, really bad vocals. Yeah. And, like, just not bad instrumentals, but, like, just boring instrumentals. Yeah. And his, his like singing is like it's just bad it's not like bad enough where it's like interesting to be good it's just straight up like bad yeah you know like and just like bad tone bad like super flat like sort of thing and then uh lastly we're gonna get some kickback here i mean we're gonna get kickback on all these but uh amine 1.5 i don't get the appeal super popular now um, I do, I do like this album, like, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, and I don't want to say, like, if, you know, if I'm rating it on, like, a scale to, like, one to, or, like, zero to five, like, I'm giving it, like, a 2.5, like, dead in the middle, yeah. like, pretty indifferent towards Nothing it, like, not like bad, not good. showing off to me, or it's just kind of, it's just there. Yeah. I do like the song Reel It In, though. Yeah, and if he like works with that sound some more I think it could go somewhere but I tried to listen to this whole I, th- I did listen to this whole album too but it's just it's painstaking because of how repetitive and like not like it's just boring it's that yeah. and it's that really like alternative R&B like trap R&B sound mm-hmm. and it's a very oversaturated market and it, it it's just so boring painstakingly boring I, I don't get the appeal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, man. That's our list. That's our list. That's our list. So, you stuck with us through the whole thing, if you're still here. Um, we, uh, we learned a lot today, I think. I learned a lot about Nick that I hadn't learned before. I learned a lot about Ian. It's one thirty in the morning. It's that late. We're getting a little delirious. I'm not going to lie. Towards the end of this, I got really tired. Yeah. And, uh... But we stuck through it. Um, Hopefully you stuck through it, Episode one. Yeah. If you did make it through this, like, thank you so much. Like, I feel like me and Ian are the only people that, like, would make it through it, in a way. Um, We'll get better, for sure. Yeah. We'll have to edit this down a little bit, and, uh... If you do one thing coming away from this podcast, I'd say listen to Veteran or mm-hmm. HMLTD EP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing is, like, I feel like this gives, like, a good preface of, like, us and our tastes. And, yeah, uh, good little introduction good to little intro. two guys talking gluten. Yeah, Get, getting intimate with the fan base. And uh, we definitely have some interesting things in store. Yeah, maybe take some, some fan questions, you know. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come up this year, but we're going to be on top of it, hopefully. Um, yeah. We're planning on doing at least an episode every two weeks. Yeah, bi- bi-weekly. You know, you get paid bi-weekly, and yeah. you're going to have our podcast bi-weekly, yeah. so... We'll, we'll do a little Instagram poll to see what day you guys want that to come out, but... Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm very excited for the future of this. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun tonight. I think we learned a lot about ourselves and how much we actually like talking into this microphone that's sitting on my coffee table. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're getting the studio set up. We're getting ready for <laughs> this season studio's one. This going to be sick. Season it's going to be really exciting. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're glad you stuck with us. And, yeah. Uh, we and if you did stick with us, like very glad because I'm glad to be sitting here just yeah. speaking nonsense. To be honest, yeah, we're we're getting a little rambly towards the end, I think. Or getting wordy. Don't say rambly because like wordy is like a good thing. Word. And like yeah, rambly. we're getting a little wordy yeah. towards the end of the podcast. But uh, you know, we want you to feel like you're here with us, rambling and talking and mm-hmm. not really meaning much at the end of the podcast here. So. uh like I'm just gonna give it to you straight. Like I don't have like a whole lot of friends. Yeah. So like when I listen to podcasts, it's I've, like it's I like my friends, friends. And like I'm laughing, and then like at the end of the laugh, I, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm not hanging out with these people." Yeah, but we want you to feel like how we feel yeah, when we listen like to podcasts. We're gonna be friends with all of you. So if, yeah. if if you're gonna be a loyal follower, then we'll be friends with you. So yeah. just uh, yeah. Thank we you. love you all, and this is uh this has been two guys talking gluten free yeah. pilot episode. <laughs> pilot episode oh oh one. Get ready for twenty nineteen. We got twenty nineteen going in.